What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? How is your life treating you? All right, Cash App is uh, dollar sign light skin hero, ten dollar minimum, ten dollar minimum. The entrance fee, if you want to submit a topic or a question that you want me to make a video about, can smackaroos, right? So this question comes from Sebastian. Sebastian says, is pro-blackness a new form of church? Church 2.0. So is pro-blackness the new black church? I would say at its present moment, it is not, but, but the babblers are doing their absolute best to make it the new black church to where they worship at the almighty altar of their chosen babbler whether it's the standard go-to names we always talk about over here or some other new babbler who will be popping up in the coming days months and years so they're currently not there but they are desperately trying to get there to the exact same level as the black church there are a lot of similarities between these two factions. These two organizations are not even organizations. These two thought processes, I guess you can say. You know, if you want to have an effective church, you got to have a very charismatic person who can lead you or convince you to be led to the promised land. Like, if your preacher sounds like that dude from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where that teacher was like, um, Bueller, Bueller, you know, the, the guy from the, from the Dry Eyes commercial, your preacher sound like that, your church is not going to be successful. You need a preacher that can light fire into you through spoken word and and or some dramatics that's why when you go to a black church and i've been going to black churches well i ain't been in a long time but i used to be up in them churches when i was a little kid falling asleep listening to the preacher preacher's sermon always fell asleep yeah ben stein always fell asleep at a certain time but then as soon as the pe the preacher started going into his melodic sing songy tone i always snapped up and woke up because i knew i had about a good 10 more minutes before church was about to let out because at that time that is when all the hallelujahs and yes jesus yes all that stuff be going down everybody jumping up and down clapping and jigging and fake passing out catching the holy ghost all that stuff i used to be up in there my grandma used to drag me to them things all the time I used to be in there like, why am I here? <laughs> I'm just here to take a nap on a Sunday morning. So you need that kind of energy. 
And you need that energy in the pro-black spaces as well. You can't have somebody out here talking the good woe is me babble and they don't have a charismatic bone in their body. They need some charisma. They need to be able to capture people's attention, make them laugh, all of that stuff. Why? Because Negro, the Negro delegation loves a good show. And that's what it is at the end of the day. You go to church, you're looking at a show. You tune into the babblers, you're looking at a show. Rarely will you ever come across a babbler on YouTube who just straight up presents direct line of sight information without a whole bunch of jokes or without a whole bunch of snapping and going off like Tariq. How is Tariq so effective? Tariq is effective because he's genuinely a funny dude. Like, like, um, uh-oh, dropping stuff. Like, if you subtract all the woe is me babble, Tariq is actually a funny dude. Believe it or not, the brother can make you laugh. Whether you like him or not, you got to give the man props. He knows how to clown. He knows how to make people laugh. That's how he is able to hold the attention of people. Because we all like a good comedian. We all like somebody that can make us laugh. I mean, that's just human nature. You know, you go all the way back to high school. Some of the most popular kids in middle school and high school were the kids who knew how to make other people laugh. Like, that's just the way it was. You know what I'm saying? That's just what people are naturally gravitated towards. People who know how to put smiles and laughter into the atmosphere. You look at somebody like, uh, 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 not Boyce Watkins, but um, Jason Black. He's really not that funny. But why do people tune into Jason Black? Because he presents this. He has this authoritative voice and style, him and him and his alter ego, Professor Black Truth, because I truthfully believe they're the same person. But regardless, they, they present this authoritative voice. But as it comes specifically to the Jason Black alter ego, in addition to the authoritative voice, he has this nasty habit that people love to listen to, to where he has, ma- has quote-unquote mastered the art of going off on people. Now, he's not really a funny dude, in my opinion. His jokes are like hella corny and hella lame, but people enjoy watching him belittle other people. Like, like Negroes get a genuine kick. You go watch any of his so-called broadcasts, and when somebody calls up, and if they are not in 100% agreement with whatever that he is saying, he will go off on these people. He will overtalk them. He will hang up on them, yada, yada, yada. And people enjoy that aspect about him. So they look at that as a form of entertainment, which is why they keep calling in. Then you go to your Michi X's of the world. Michi X is not a funny person at all. Like her, her joke telling skills are horrible. Joke telling skills are horrible. But why do people tune in to Michi X? They tune in to her to hear the babble because she packages up her babble in the most hood radish, uh, uh, inarticulate, explicit language possible. She calls it keeping it real, but people tune in because they want to see this woman go off and just start cursing every five minutes. That is, that is her claim to fame is her ability to unapologetically just go off, go from zero to 100 in a split second and just keep cursing people out. People tune in for that 
entertainment value from her. Boyce Watkins. Why do people listen to Boyce Watkins? Boyce Watkins is not a funny dude. His jokes are lame. But why do people listen to Boyce? They listen to Boyce because somewhere in the back of their mind, well, not in the back of their mind, they listen to Boyce because um, Boyce has wrapped himself up and packaged himself as the pro-black gossip channel. He is like, think of, think, think of um, um, what's, what's old girl with the T? Uh, y'all know I'm talking about. The, the chick with the all them YouTuber, all, the big YouTuber, uh, Lovely T. She is a celebrity gossip channel. Voice is the pro-black babbling gossip channel. No matter what the scenario is, if people are laughing and snickering about it, he's going to drop a video throwing his two cents into the mix just so that he can try to remain relevant in the conversation. That is his claim to fame he is a gossiper and negroes love gossip so he has found his lane and he is trying to disguise it as a um as whatever all right this dude says yo half breed i have a question being that i hate the corporate paradigm is learning it still lucrative i have an entire channel dedicated to that you can go sub to my tech g channel if you want information on that, I'm not talking about tech on this channel anymore. I have an entire YouTube channel for that. I'll put the link in the description box. Give me a second. But I appreciate your five dollars. So this link is my tech G channel. I talk about everything related to IT over there, so I suggest you go sub to that channel. And all will be re all will be revealed to you in due time. I I don't talk about tech over here no more. So, anyways, getting back to my point. So that is why that is how we end up here. I don't believe pro blackness has totally overtaken the black church, but they are pushing hard towards doing that, and eventually it's going to happen. I answered your question, Vid. What do you want me to say? I literally just told you I have an entire channel talking about IT. If you go over there, sub to the channel, I guarantee you I have a video. I have at least one or two videos up there that will answer your question. So I'm not talking about IT on this channel because I have a channel dedicated to IT. But I appreciate your $5. Thank you for supporting the cause. So. Getting back to my point, no pro-blackness hasn't become church point 2.0, but they are trying. They are trying. They are trying hard because, you know, there's another thing about church. Everybody loves to go to church. They love to donate their monies to the church. They love, I, I don't care if RBR streaming is. Who cares? They love to donate their money to the church and all that stuff. They love to give their money to the church. Well, it's the same way with the pro-blacks. It's even they even gotten so bold. What does Tariq call his? Tariq call used to call his donate to the Melanoid Ministries. That's what Tariq would actually say. The Melanoid Ministries. Donate to the Melanoid Ministries. So you guys, you go to church, you donate all this money to the church, hoping that one day you'll see a new ceiling fan put up, 
You'll see a new daycare center put up towards the building fund or your money will go towards some noble cause that they tell people about. When it comes to pro blacks, you donate your money and you hope it goes towards a noble cause that will help black people. Now, I've yet to see how any of this has helped. People going out to watch documentary series. I don't I don't understand how any of that actually translates into a real tangible to help somebody in real life. I don't know how other than providing entertainment value and maybe maybe some educational stuff, depending upon what's being said. But can you actually take that information, extract that information out of those documentaries and apply it to your life? in real time to where you can cause your life to go on an upward trajectory so that you can potentially make money or do some other things. I don't know. I don't get the, I don't get the vibe that that's taking place, but I could be wrong. What else? Uh, I don't know how crispy puppets and puppet shows and mink slide shows and, and, and endless, Black agenda tours and speaking engagements. I don't know how any of that's helping when all you do, basically all these, especially these speaking tours, all they are is just the culmination of people coming together to talk about the same crap they talk about on YouTube, except they're doing it live like Disney on ice, except this pro blackness on ice. Now, I don't know how any of that is helping people in real life. What up, brother Corey? What up, Speedy? I don't know, but, you know, people need something to believe in. And that's another thing pro-blacks in the church share. They need something to believe in. You need to believe in Jesus is going to save you, take you to the land of milk and honey. You need to believe that there is the devil is out there running amok in the world, trying to tempt you to do all kind of crazy stuff. You need to believe that if you want to be in religion, doesn't matter what type of religion, but you know, most black people are Christians in this country. That's you need to believe those things when it comes to the pro blacks, you need to believe that black people will one day overcome the big, bad, scary white supremacist who has become your enemy. The white supremacist almighty boogeyman is the devil and all this stuff. So you need these stories. You need these lullabies to believe in. You have to have some type of goal and you have to have some type of enemy. They both share that in common. The only problem is nobody can actually point out who the actual enemy is. The devil is just really just a catch all phrase for things that go against what's being taught in the church. And white supremacy boogeyman, racism, white supremacy, for the most part, are for the, I don't even going to say damn near all of it in, a, in relation to these modern day pro-blacks is just a catch-all phrase used against, to, to uh, highlight stuff that goes against pro-black dreams, teachings, and ambitions. So they're, they're pretty much identical. It's just one has a solid footing in this country due to historical context has been around for literally hundreds of years. Uh, the other one is really just trying to quote unquote reboot itself as it relates to recent times. 
Jesus Christ. What is this? You said, I'm asking, does engaging in IT cause one to have to conform to working the corporate paradigm? The question literally has nothing to do with uh, acquiring knowledge of IT. Let's go back and read your original question, dude. First off, you want me to entertain you. You, you come up in here, yo, half breed. <laughs> so you, you want me to honestly sit here and have an intelligent conversation with you when the first two words you typed is yo, half breed. I have a question. Being that I hate the corporate paradigm, is learning IT still lucrative? So, so you want me to honestly entertain an intelligent question with you when the first thing out your mouth is your half-breed? Really? How about I just take your money and ignore you? How about we do that? Does that sound like a solid plan? You want me to sit here and try to drop knowledge and wisdom on you about what, because you obviously don't know the answer to the question you're asking, but you want to come up here being like mad disrespectful with it and thinking just because you dropped $5 in here, I'm just supposed to be like, all right, whatever, nigga. Like, who the hell are you? Who the hell are you? So anyways, moving on with my discussion. Like I said, you want to learn about IT, go to my IT channel. So that is the reality of the situation, ladies and gentlemen. That's the reality of it. You understand? So both of these things are very identical. From my time seeing you talk, I thought you found interracial jokes funny. Does it look like I'm laughing? <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing now. Here's the thing. There's like a time and a place, right? So you come into the chat. Want me to give you an answer. Related to my almost 20 year profession. But you want to open it up. Talking about your half breed. And then you want me to give you an, a real serious, legit answer. To your fucking question, right? If I'm over here talking about some pro-black babbling shit or some interracial shit or some woe is me shit or some other light skin versus dark skin crap, you know what? That's cool. Don't come in here trying to ask me a serious question and then framing it in such a way that you're going to open it up. Yo, half breed. How about nigga? Fuck you. Thank you for your fucking $5, bum-ass nigga, but fuck you. You understand? You don't get to come in here trying to... First of all, nigga, I don't even know who the hell you are. This is literally the first time I've ever seen you in my chat. All right? It's one thing if RBR says it, because I know who the hell RBR is. I've spoke with RBR, been on RBR's channel. This is... RBR is one thing. I can accept it from him because I don't take him seriously. But nigga, I don't even fucking know you. Who the hell are you? Who the hell are you to come up in here and throw your little cheap ass $5 into my damn super chat 
and think you can just get mad disrespectful off the jump and then try to ask me a serious question about something I do with my profession. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to, nigga? And then don't come in here trying to say, oh, oh, I thought you was cool. Nigga, I don't fucking know you, nigga. How about that? I don't know shit about you. Never seen you in this chat before. So no, you don't get to come in here talking slick and greasy to me just because you throw five on it and then try to ask me a serious question about what I do to make money offline. Nigga, fuck you. How about that? How about you go take your five and go figure that shit out, nigga? Go figure it out. Go find one of them pro-black babbling niggas to feed you a, a damn story and you go figure that shit out with them. How about you do that, Vids06? Go do that. Or you go sub to my other channel and go figure it out over there. The fuck is you think you talking to? You don't fucking know me, and I don't know you. So you just sit your little corny ass in the chat and shut the fuck up, nigga. How about that? And thank you for your five dollars that i'm gonna go blow on some nigga trinkets whenever that damn youtube check comes next month the fuck out of here yo half breed answer this question nigga fuck you fuck you you don't get to come in here being disrespectful and then asking me trying to be all i want to know something about how to fix my life nigga figure it out how about you do that figure that shit out I assume you a grown-ass man and you can't figure out what to fucking do with your life yet? Huh? You can't figure out the ins and outs of corporate America assuming your dumbass works there? Because if you do work there, you probably work in the mailroom somewhere, nigga. It ain't like you doing some real corporate America type of job. Let's just keep it honest. Let's keep it a buck, nigga. You don't get to come in here talking shit to me like that and then try to ask me some damn Fuck you. Go figure that shit out, bitch. How you love that? Go ask your dirty, stinking bitch to answer the question for you. How you love that? Thank you for your $5, though. This nigga done threw me all. I'm, I'm trying not to curse anymore, but I, I'm, I'm getting tired of these fuck niggas like this. I'm getting tired of these fuck niggas. Y'all niggas get on my fucking nerves. Yo, half breed. <laughs> All right, black ass nigga. All right, black ass bummy nigga. Bottom of the barrel, foot warming nigga. You want me to answer the question for you, nigga? Put another five in it, and I'll ask, I'll answer your question, you foot warming bottom of the barrel scum of society nigga put another five in it and i'll answer your fucking question do that you bottom of the barrel eyes was just jogging days trying to hunt me low life scum of the earth negro put another five in it nigga and i'll answer your fucking question You want to you you open dialogue up calling me half-breed. 
right, you bottom of the barrel, killing, don't nobody like your black ass, and all that bullshit that goes along with it. Put another five in it. Since you want me to answer your fucking question about how you can succeed in this life, since you obviously failed to figure this shit out, I'll be your pappy, nigga. Since you obviously ain't got one, because 70% of you niggas don't, are born of single mothers, I'll be your pappy, nigga. Drop another five in here, and I'll answer your fucking question, vids. Let's do it like that. And thank you for your five dollars, RBR. And I'm not answering your question either, nigga. <laughs> Y'all niggas is crazy as hell. Y'all niggas is crazy as hell. Y'all niggas is lost your damn mind, B. This is part of y'all's problem. This is part of this is this is why so many of you niggas are whack Arnolds to this day. You, you're just not gonna amount to shit. You can't even ask, you can't even ask a simple question without a nigga just being mad disrespectful. And don't block this nigga. I don't I don't believe in blocking people over here. I just take your money or ignore you. Uh, RBR, please define pro-black and what's the opposite of that? We must stand clear of myths of white supremacy. What do you mean define pro-black, RBR? Dude, do you not pay attention to YouTube? You get up on your channel every day and bang your racism Nazi drums all over the place. But you're going to sit here and pretend like you don't know what pro-black means, RBR? Really? Pro-black once upon a time meant once upon a time meant it ha having esteem in the black race and black people actually doing for black people in a real positive, tangible manner. That's what it used to mean back in the 70s, six, 50s, 60s, and 70s when James Brown was running around here singing I'm black and I'm proud. You new niggas today who are on social media, pro-blackness don't mean none of that crap. Pro-blackness is just literally just a, a, a rally cry of a bunch of people looking to point their finger at white people for all their damn problems in life. That's it. That is literally it. It's just a bunch of deficient Negroes who can't compete in this society. They don't want to learn the stuff that the white man, the Asian man, the Arab man, the Hispanic man is learning, which they believe is, is causing them to accelerate in this life. They don't want to learn any of that important shit like STEM, like law, like politics, like, you know, you know math, you know, stuff like that. Right. They don't want to learn none of that crap. They just want to stand around and point their finger at white people and blame them for literally every single thing. Instead of looking in the mirror every day and saying, man, what can I do as a black person living in America that I believe is, is, is just giant ultra racist society that's constantly with its foot on my neck? 
what can I do to effectively compete? Because, you know, we're always talking, they're always talking about we in a race war. Let me, let me tell you, Negro, something. Pro-blacks in this race war rhetoric, you know what this is the equivalent, equivalent of? This is the equivalent of sending a bunch of Negroes who just went down to the recruiting station to, to say, hey, I want to join the Army, the Marines, the Air Force, the Navy. And then instead of sending them Negroes straight to boot camp to learn the basics about marksmanship, basic infantrymen skills, learning how to do whatever job they sign up, they just go straight from the recruiting office and send them niggas downrange to Afghanistan and Iraq. And then when they get slaughtered out there, Everybody's sitting around trying to figure out what happened. That is what's the equivalent of, because if you really want to believe you're in a race war, well, guess what? When I, when I actually went to a real war, I don't know about you niggas, I've actually been in a real war scenario where people were literally shooting and we shot back and we had all kind of crap. We actually had to learn how to be infantrymen. I had to learn how to shoot a rifle, BRM, basic rifle marksmanship. I had to learn how to throw grenades. I had to learn how to utilize a comp in the map in case I got lost somewhere. And now I had to figure out where the hell am I because I can't get no, I don't have a damn smartphone on me. I actually had to learn this shit so that when I went downrange, I could effectively compete against the Taliban or the ISIS or whoever the hell out there we was going to war with. Pro-blacks, these niggas just go to the, the, the quote-unquote recruiting station, which is a YouTube channel, skip the whole basic training, learning survival skills, tactics, yada, yada, yada. And I'm not just talking about warfare tactics. I'm talking about corporate ta tactics as well. I'm talking about skill tactics as well. They skip all that crap because, you know, that's that shit that requires you to read them boring-ass books that don't have pictures in them. That's the stuff that requires you to dedicate long hours of studying, trying to become a master at a certain subject. They skip that step. And then want to go out here and try and, and start banging on white people through their little tweets and videos and then wonder why nothing ever changes. How come it's still racist in corporate America? It's only 7% uh, uh, black people in IT. Uh, uh, them white boys, they's doing this, they's doing that. You niggas don't want to learn this stuff. You just want to cry and complain. And then when you get wiped out on this imaginary battlefield, you just give these other Negroes endless fodder to just talk about this crap. Because if you ever notice when pro-blacks get to talking about the quote-unquote race war, have you Negroes ever seen them posting any video showing a black person winning at something? It's always, this is a race war. And then they show footage of a white person handing a black person the business. They'll occasionally show a little fight video where a girl might punch somebody or a dude might punch somebody. But that ain't the whole story. They, they, they're just posting these little, these little, uh, you can't even call them battles or victories, man. 
But in regardless, the overall context of every time they talk about we're in a race war and then they want to show you footage proving you're in a race war, they only show you footage of niggas getting handed that work by from white people. Literally every single time, that is like 99.999% of the content. Now, when I went to war and when Royce J went to war because he was deployed to Iraq once upon a time, can you imagine the U.S. military going overseas talking about we in a war and then the only footage they ever send back home to turn into a damn army commercial is footage of some Taliban blowing one of us the fuck up? <laughs> How would that sell? That wouldn't make anybody want to go to the recruiting station and join the military. If all I ever saw coming straight from the U.S. military was quote unquote propaganda of some dude in the damn mountains lighting the U.S. soldier's ass up. I'm not going to raise my hand and go join. The hell you niggas is taking L's all over the place. But that is how the propaganda machine works in the pro-black circles when they get to talking about race wars. It's always some, some propaganda piece showing a black person getting handed that work. And then they, then they turn around and say, uh, uh, there's a race war. Nigga, you're losing the race war. You might as well tap out. You're losing it. You're literally losing it. You're losing it whether it's a physical confrontation with, a, with another white person or a cop. You're losing it whether it's some type of quote-unquote confrontation in the courtroom, you're losing it every time you, you, you believe you go for a job interview and they discriminate against you because of, because of how you look or, or your name or something. You're losing everywhere. Post some, post some type of victory. Post something showing that you are actually retaliating or leading an offensive strike in this quote-unquote race war that y'all like to lead people to believe you're in. It's always just, it's just a never ending propaganda piece that they push of niggas losing. Look at the stuff. Every time we have these conversations, it is always some Negro or Negroes getting handed that work. Now, imagine there's a pro-black recruiting station out there talking about we, we, we're recruiting people for the race war. And all you ever saw on YouTube and Twitter is just propagandas of niggas getting handed that work. Who out there is going to raise their hand to go join the pro-black side of the quote-unquote race war? If all they ever just talk about is how they got fucked up that day. <laughs> you know, since we want to talk about real wars here, because all these niggas are subject matter experts on war, but hardly, every, hardly any of them have ever been to war. I've been there. I lived out there in the mountains of Afghanistan, as in literally, as in literally waking up to the sounds of explosions and bombs going off or pop shots or, or, or Apache helicopters taking off into the air and lighting some shit up. I lived that life for an entire year. Walking around with an M4 and a, and a bulletproof jacket on, wondering if this the last day I'm going to be alive. As in every day I woke up, it was always in the back, of, not even in the back, in the front of my mind. Today I might die. I don't know. 
<laughs> like, like literally, not some imaginary pro-black shit. Oh, oh, you need to be wary. The white people's is out there. No, the Taliban was out there for real, for real. White people ain't thinking about you niggas. I did a video the other day showing you the numbers of who's killing who. You dig? So can't nobody on here talk to me about war or PTSD because I suffer from that too. I've been diagnosed with that too. Can't nobody, only, only actual combat vets. Royce J is the only one that I can easily recognize in here who can relate to me. So they want to talk about a, 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 a race war. What kind of war are you niggas talking about when all you do is just display your side losing all the time? What kind of what kind of promotion, what kind of propaganda are you niggas pushing? All right. RBR says sans religion. How does society teach morality effect? I don't know, RBR. I don't know. I ain't got all the answers. I don't know. All right, this idiot vid say, dog, that's up your alley. I literally see you say you love being half white all day, every day. Nigga, no, you don't. Now you just coming in here lying. Every, if I say, listen, everybody who's been around my channel for a hot minute, knows the context of why I say some of the things I say. So if somebody hears me say, I love being half white, there's a reason why I'm saying this. And the reason is I'm really mocking you niggas when I say this. And I say this because you niggas spend more time focusing on people like me. Go look on YouTube. It's like a thousand million videos about biracials on YouTube. Just go watch the videos, bruh. So when I get up on here and say, yeah, I'm half white, I'm mocking you niggas because you niggas honestly believe I'm better than you. It ain't stuff I'm saying. I'm just telling you what you niggas think and believe and what history has proven. <laughs> that's, what, that's what this is all about. RBR says, are you pro-white, pro-mix? Do we get to define pro-white, pro-Ku Klux Klan? Uh, I'm pro-me. I'm pro-common sense, RBR. I'm pro-accountability. I'm pro-looking at myself in the mirror to figure out what can I do to fix something in my life. Instead of trying to point my fingers at a boogeyman every five seconds. That's what I'm pro. So if that makes me pro-black, pro-white, pro-mixed, who gives a fuck, nigga? I'm not going to go to my grave pointing my fingers at white people every damn day. Especially if it's in direct relation to something that I know damn well I can control. The problem with you clowns are you clowns don't want to own up to your deficiencies. I don't know how many times I got to get on here and say this crap every day. You clowns do not own up to your deficiencies. Smooth Will, stop asking about my wife, nigga. My wife likes the lifestyle I provide. 
Don't matter if she agree with the fuck I say. Who cares? She goes in there and does her wifely, motherly duties like a champion. Does yours? If not, then you need to go find you a woman who, who can get down like mine's. You saw the picture I posted of the food she made tonight. You eating like that, nigga? Go look at my community tab. I'm eating like a champion. That's why I'm fat, nigga. <laughs> Shout out to Ethner, Team Light Skin, Team Half Breed. So here's my thing. This is what you clowns do. Those of you who subscribe to pro-blackness, you're just a bunch of people who, li- who, who refuse to own accountability for your fuck-ups in life. You niggas will blame white people for all this crazy shit and totally ignore the reports that say you niggas are the biggest threat out of any group, a.k.a. black people, when it comes to homicides and all that crap. And it happens at an astronomically higher frequency the chances of you being killed by another black person in comparison to you being killed by a white person. Y'all will ignore that crap. White people killing us. He's doing this. Nigga, how many black people kill black people that day? And that's another thing, right? So we're in this, we're in this race war. And you got two sides, right? You got white people. Just think of it as a chessboard. You got white people on one side. Black people on the other side. Black people, black people on the other side swear up and down that some random pawn from the white side is coming out, just taking out black people all willy-nilly. But yet, if you were to do a 180, let's just say you're a pawn standing in front of the formation, you know how they have it set up on the chessboard, and you turn around and look back, if we were to go by the FBI crime stats, damn near half Damn near half your freaking formation is back there fighting and killing each other. But you're told to just turn around and look at the other side of the chessboard with the white pieces because a a onesie or a twosie pawn comes across the line and takes one of you out. But you're just going to ignore everybody else behind you fucking each other up. But the bigger threat is the white pieces on the other side of the board. Like, this is how delusional this crap is, man. This is how insane you niggas are. This is insane. (laughs) You guys go, uh, I mean, come on. How are you going to fight a race war when your biggest enemy is within your own ranks? How are you going to form an army if everybody in your army is fighting and killing each other? This doesn't even make sense with you people. This is why y'all are such just like the black church. You go to the black church and they tell you all these fantastical stories. How you, you donate your money and you're going to get, you're going, you're going to seek uh, 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 salvation. And you broke as hell. You broke as hell. Smooth Will, how about you get the fuck out my channel then, nigga? If I'm so weak, get out my channel. I've been doing this channel for three years. You just popped up like last week. I don't even know who the hell you are either. So if you, if you don't like my weak ass, you can bounce, nigga. 
Here's the thing. I don't, I, nigga, I, I don't make content for Smooth Will. You saying I can dish it out, but I can't take it. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Who are these people? Listen, listen. There are certain names I recognize in this chat that have been around for over a year and some change since I've been doing this channel. These new niggas come up and pretend like I don't have about 600 videos on this channel where I've been the same way since day one. Day one. Go look at my catalog, fool. I got like close to 600, if not more than 600 videos on this channel. I've been like this since day one. You new niggas pop up. Oh, he, he's sensitive. He can't, nigga, I've been talking like this since forever. The fuck is you talking about, son? I was talking like this on two other channels that were deleted. I had two other channels before this that got deleted. This is my third YouTube channel. The hell is you talking about? These new niggas is something else. But yeah, it's getting on my nerves because you niggas get on my nerves. Y'all do and say the same crap every single day. You might change up the vernacular or, or, or the verbiage here and there. But y'all keep coming back with these same tired, bogus-ass, loser philosophies. And then you act like you want to hear something different from me when I call you a loser. We just going around and around in circles. So yeah, it becomes a headache with you clowns. Smooth Will, Vids, whatever this clown's name is. Y'all just, y'all just keep spinning. Y'all just coming up, y'all just forever live in loser land. And then you come over to a channel like me where I don't entertain your loser feels. I tell you exactly why you suck. And how you suck, and you act like I'm so you, you you act like you're shocked and surprised. Like I'm not like I'm supposed to say something else. No, you suck. You suck. Own up to the fact that you just suck as a black person in America. Once you once you come to terms with that, then maybe you can figure out how to fix it and become a better black person in America. But a lot of you just suck. And they all up and down the pro-black ranks. We just have a, we just have, it's just a lot of, a lot of y'all are just, a lot of y'all just suck. Y'all have never had somebody just tell it to you. You suck, nigga. Your team sucks. But see, a lot of y'all are probably younger than me. Well, y'all grew up in an era of participation trophies, trophies. When I was a kid, if you sucked on the basketball court, You sucked. You weren't going to get no playtime. Coach wasn't going to put you in. You're going to ride that bench. If you even made the team. Or if you went to school and you sucked at class, you was going to fail. It wasn't going to be no, we're going to pass you up because no child left behind. It was either you failed or you passed. 
We didn't have none of this participation trophy crap. You clowns come up in that era where everybody gets a trophy. No matter how horrible in school you're doing, everybody gets to pass and move on to the next grade. Everybody hits the likes up. Oh, you graduated high school. Everybody's clapping. Yay. Let's see your report card, nigga. Uh-uh. That thing is flooded with C's and D's and some F's. But you got your cap and gown on. Yay. He graduated high school. Yay. There's an educated black man right there. Let's pull this nigga's report card up. See what he was doing. That ain't how I came up, B. <laughs> I wasn't raised like that. You suck. A lot of y'all just suck. This is why y'all, this is why it's so easy to gravitate towards pro-blackness. Pro-blackness is a philosophy of losers. They, 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 the church doors open wide for losers over there. Because you get to go over there, somebody gets to tell you, and none of this is your fault. You went out there, you slept with all them niggas, you got two or three baby daddies, now you're 30, you don't hit the wall, none of it's your fault. Blame the white man or blame these niggas. These niggas ain't shit philosophy. Blame them. You went out there, you made all these baby mamas, you on child support, you out there being a pookie, now you got a criminal record, or you half-assed in school, now you're pushing 30, 40 years old, you can't run as hard as them new niggas now, now you suck, now you're crying. Come on over to the church of pro-blackness and let's blame black women and black female fuckery. <laughs> let's blame the white man and the racism. Because you couldn't get your life together. This is what you clowns do. He says, this, is, this makes you feel good talking your rhetoric. And when you or your idiot moderator can't take what you dish, you block them. Listen, you suck, nigga. You crying because you got put in time out. <laughs> You suck. Stop crying, nigga. Go sit in timeout. Well, you out of timeout now. You mad because you got put in timeout? Go. <laughs> G put me in timeout. His moderator put me in timeout. <laughs> and you don't like putting, being put in timeout? Go start a YouTube channel where you ain't got to worry about being put in timeout. Come over here crying about timeout. How many times I got put in timeout on other people's channels? I've yet to go over there and cry. <laughs> they put me. In. You know how many times I got put in timeout in O'Shea's chat? I'm cool with O'Shea. You know how many times his mods have put me in timeout in his chat? I've yet to come over here. I go back to O'Shea's channel. Man, why y'all put me in timeout? <laughs> Get your ass out of here, man. But I'm the one crying. You crying about time out, nigga. Hell is wrong with you, clown. <laughs> Look, Royce put him in time out again. <laughs> Royce, stop timing that dude out. <laughs> uh, 
Now you ain't hold up, Vid. You ain't asked me no legit question, clown. You want to ask me a legit question about my profession? How about you extend me some professionalism next time? How about you do that? You don't get to come in here when I ain't never seen you in this chat a day in my life. I ain't never. I don't know who the hell you are. First thing out your mouth is you half breed, and then you want to ask me a question about. Stuff that goes on in corporate America. Who the fuck are you, nigga? Who the fuck are you? I don't know you. I've been, I've been on this channel for like three years, live streaming for like a year. I've never seen you in this chat. Never seen you in the comments on any of my videos. The first time you make yourself known, hey, half breed. Uh... I want to know about uh, corporate America and, and IT. Nigga, what? <laughs> the hell are you? Oh, uh, uh, what you mad for, man? You, you poke fun at yourself all the time, man. And what the hell I got to do with you? I don't know you. <laughs> the hell is wrong with these people? Hebrew Israelite gay cult. <laughs> he says, your father is white, so you don't think black. Good. 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 Every time you clowns come in here saying your father's white, you don't make me feel bad. If anything, you reinforce my superiority over you low IQ Negroes. Because y'all are the ones that run around here believing white people are whooping your ass and dominating and everything. And yous can't do nothing. So you tell me, if I think like my white biological father, or some of y'all think I'm just white because I'm half white, how do I lose in any of this stuff? How do I lose? I win. Every time. Every single time. I win. There is no losing scenario for me. Because if I think white, or you believe I'm white, or you believe I'm white, well, guess what? According to you all, we live in a white, we live in a world that's dominated by white people. So I'm part of the ruling class, ain't I? <laughs> no, no, you have black, man. You just black, but you just said I was white. You just said I think like white people. Some of y'all think I'm white, and then some of y'all think this other crap. Right? So how do I lose in any of this? I win every day. I win every single day, Hebrews. Trapped in the closet. How many accounts you got, man? This joker got like 50 accounts. How many accounts you got? I win every single day, Hebrew. Because you're not going to hear me get up on here and cry about white people and play the woe is me game. You're not going to hear me do it. <laughs> I don't have to go around blaming imaginary white people. I'm going to win. So, yeah, my white biological daddy passed on the winning gene to me. What did your black father, assuming you have a black father, 
What did your black father pass on to you? Losing? Is that in your DNA? All of you, all of you black people, full blood black people, since y'all love to bring up my white biological father, so if I think like a white man, that must mean he passed on his white, his white man thinking genes to me. <laughs> what did your father pass on to you? Your father passed on to you the loser genes in this scenario, right? He says, I know you view yourself as a white man. I view myself as me. If you think I view myself as a white man, guess what? I'm still winning. <laughs> I win. No matter how you try to slice it up, I win, you lose. That's how this works, Hebrew, trapped in the closet. I win, you lose. I got the white man jeans. You got the loser jeans from, because you're full blood, I'm assuming you're a full, a full black person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you, if you run around here believing in this woe is me babble, you got the loser genes. I got the winning genes. Because when we take these genes and we apply it into the real world offline, I'm going to win by default because you believe I'm going to win. I'm not going to come on here blaming white people, making up excuses and scenarios as to why my life sucks. I didn't get past those losing, loser genes. You did. And it's not my fault, bro. It's not my fault. Your mother should have chose a white man. Your mother should have chose a white man and you could have been blessed like me. <laughs> he says, I know. All right, smooth. Will, I know you're unhappy with yourself. I'm unhappy with myself. Nigga. How am I unhappy? I'm half white. I don't have nappy hair. <laughs> I got the quote unquote good hair. Uh, uh, what else? I'm a college graduate. I've been married for 14 years. I got two children being raised in a two parent household, being raised in a very nice community that most of you niggas probably can't afford. I've been collecting a pension since I was 35 years old. I'm 40. How many niggas do you know collect pensions at the age of 35? And I ain't talking about no $100 pension. I'm talking about two racks or more every month. I got money in my bank account to where my wife can do whatever the fuck she feels like it and my kids. But I'm unhappy? What, what do I got to be unhappy for? Nigga, I'm not living the struggle life. I've done all the things I was supposed to do and I'm still doing the things I'm supposed to do to try to make my life as comfortable as, as I could possibly make it so that I can have assets and pass it down to my kids. I can make sure my family is living as comfortable and chilling like a motherfucker as I possibly can afford to do it. What, what the hell do I have to be unhappy about? My kids are healthy. They go to good schools. They're clean. They got food. They don't have a care in the world. My wife is chilling. She live in the house that she wants. Cars is paid for. She goes in there and makes a nigga dinner almost every other day. 
what the fuck is this nigga talking about? You unhappy. Nigga, where? Where? It's right, Hebrew. I access white privilege through my father. Super facts. And you access no privilege through your father. It's not my fault, bro. Your mother should have chose better. Now, it is the troll happy hour now. I'm done talking about what I was talking about. This is the troll happy hour now. As a matter of fact, I'll open up the phone lines for you niggas since you niggas want to call in. Give me a second. Y'all want to call in and troll? Let's, let's do it. Give me a second. Where is my troll babble line? Don't, don't hang out in the comments now. Come get, some of this, come get some of this fire over these phone lines. Don't hang in the comments now. I'm opening up the phone lines on you clowns. Give me a second. This is the troll happy hour. We finna get it in. I'm gonna let you niggas know how much better than you I am. Because I'm half white. Let's show y'all. Unapologetically. Y'all don't know me. Oh, y'all. Phone lines are set up. <sighs> I, you, you, yeah, I'm going to let you call in. Right, let me find what my phone number is. I don't have my phone number memorized. Here we go. Here we go. There you go. Call in, nigga. Call in. Hear your babble today, baby. I'm, I'm ready for it. That's it. Hear all the crap you're going to say that everybody else say. Be scared. Phone lines is open. Here we go. Get it in. My phone ringing. I don't see the phone ringing. Uh oh, here we go. Three four seven. What's your name? Where you calling from? Yo, this is Vince 06. So you could call me Sin. I'm from New York. Can y'all, can y'all, right hey, can, somebody in the chat, hit one if y'all can hear uh, whoever this is. Somebody hit one in the chat. Uh, y'all hear me better? Hold up. Let me make sure my volume's straight. Somebody hit one in the chat. Can y'all hear this dude? All right, you say, who, who is this again? This is the cat, Vince 06. All right, what do you want, man? Hey, my dude, I wasn't trying to come at your head or nothing like that. Like, I drive for a living, and I be sometimes I come across your videos, and every video I heard from you, you know what I'm saying? When I'm just listening to YouTube to kill time, you always joking, poking at yourself with the half-white shit. So I just said, yo, half-breed, like, like as a joke. You got real sensitive. I wasn't trying to come at you. I'm not even a joking type of dude. 
Well, you need to put some damn. Entertain your humor your platform. You need to put some emoji. But what I was trying to ask you is a legitimate question. What? What's your question, man? My my question was: I always stayed away from the corporate settings when, like, when and when I'm in the professional rounds. I mean, because I just know it ain't for me. I'm not into the whole politics and just a lot of things that's in it. So I was asking, like, yo, is it worth learning IT? Is there alternatives? Could I learn the IT and finesse it in ways where I don't have to be in that environment? That's what I was trying to ask you. Am I making sense? Uh, so here's the thing, dude. I don't know you. I don't know you. I've never seen you in my chat. And you just come in here talking reckless and greasy to me, right? Like, I, I don't know where you got that from. Nah, hold up. Shut up, bro. I, I don't want to hear you talk anymore. I don't want to hear you talk. You, I'll let you run your mouth for like two minutes now. So you come in here. Well, I hear you. I hear you talking uh, about yourself. Dude, there's a certain context of why I talk like that. I don't know how brand new you are to this channel, but I really talk like that because I'm really clowning these other people. That try to talk to me all kinds of crazy, right? All right. So all right, let me just, let me just chime in right there. I caught whisper that that it was a hint of sarcasm. I caught whisper that, although I never ever 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 heard you on some serious note and really say how you feel towards all that biracial shit. I, I caught whisper that as a as a sarcasm tone. But at the same time, I meant no harm, and I don't understand what harm could come out of that. I'm like, it's because I don't know you. I don't like, know you, dude. Huh? I don't know you. I got I got a group of regulars right. that be so, in the chat. Right. So, I even got regular right. trolls that be in the chat. The people online, with you, you know, like those are your homies. Like, no, no, no. I have I have regular trolls that be in the chat mm. that I recognize, and so when they say crap like that, I know what it is. You just come in here, throw five on it, and then just start popping off and then want to ask me a serious question. Like, nigga, who are you? We ain't got that kind of rapport. See, see this is where perspective coming from. Because to me, I'm like, from my perspective, I'm like, I ain't even just coming in on some random bullshit. I'm coming in, I'm like, yeah, let me just throw five dollars at this nigga. Ask him legitimate questions. I still, like, if we were to put up an argument in court, you couldn't win saying I disrespected you. This is your rhetoric all day, every day. First of all, I must—I don't know. You probably having a bad day. I no, know. I'm having a great day. That's a personal. I've been problem. having it now. Nah, hold up. I'm having a great day. I'm having a great day, fool. I'm having a great day. The problem is, I don't know you. I've never seen you in. I've never seen you in here. And then the first thing you say, well, I see you say this about yourself. Nigga, there's a, I say this in a certain context that people who've been listening to me for three years understand the context of why I say what I say. Bro, I don't even need to listen to you to understand Well, that ain't that my problem, bro. That ain't I my problem, bro. That. that ain't my problem. I'm you ain't got to listen to me. I'm tell you that. Like, I, I don't know, know what you you're trying to tell me. That is a sarcastic tone, you know what I'm saying? What's sarcastic? I thought, for that? Huh? What, what, what's sarcastic? What'd you say? Like, when, when you be saying the little, like... Like how some of these pro black niggas will come on your platform <sighs> and you would engage them and be like, Yeah, man, you know, 
you a footstool, you know what I'm saying? I understand the joke. I understand the, the tone. I get it. But all I was doing was just participating in the fuckery. You know what I'm saying? I got things right. out. It's all good. The shit don't bother me. All right. I, I mean, look, we I'm keep, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, we I keep going around in circles with this. You know that I wasn't coming at you. All right, I, I get like it. I'm, I'm just saying, it seems like, all right, fine. It is what it is, it's I'm done. Saying? I'm just saying, it seems like we keep going around in circles. Because my main thing is, I don't know you. I've never seen you in this chat or any comments. I don't give a fuck if you've been listening to me for three years. I know you're All right, that's what I'm saying. I don't know you. And so, it is what it is. So, it comes it comes across a little different from a brand new person as opposed to somebody who's been trolling me for months like RBR. That that's all it is. I don't troll. I don't troll. Now, I don't I don't forgot what your question is. This time I caught that you was live and I was like, "All right, I can I can I could probably get a question and ask him cuz I I really wanted to know that." So ask like, ask the question. Let's let's get I past really that. Ask the question cuz I forgot what the question is. I said, is learning IT, is it, if being that I do not like the corporate paradigm, not a fan of it, I'm not a fan of working in corporate settings, is it lucrative to still go forward and learn IT? That's what I wanted to know. Yeah, it's very lucrative. You can make a gang of cheese in IT, and you don't have to do it just in the corporate setting. You can go out there and Beautiful. start. That's, you, what I, that's what I want to you ask can go, you, Well, I'm, I'm giving I'm giving you my answer, bro. You're still talking. Nah, so, yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. So, listen and be quiet. So, you can go out there and start your own business doing fixing mm. iPhones and Androids. You can do all kind of shit, man. It's just a matter of what do you want to do. There's all kind of opportunities out there for you. It's just a matter of, are you willing to learn it? You can still be in, you can be in the corporate environment. You can go down to the Middle East. When I used to be over there in Iraq, Afghanistan, we had dudes never served in the military who were doing IT over there, making $100,000, $200,000 a year. And they weren't in no corporate or quote-unquote corporate environment. They were just doing whatever the hell they wanted to do for the most part, still getting mad cheese. It's just a matter of what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to do? You got to first figure that out. If you think IT can fix that for you, then you need to figure out exactly what in IT do you want to do. That's why I told you, you might want to go sub to my other channel because I talk about all this stuff on that channel. Like I created an entire channel dedicated to IT content, answering not only am I teaching crap over there, but I'm answering a, a gazillion questions, you know, to try to address all these issues. Uh, where, where are you from, homie? I'm from Florida. Where are you from? I'm from Florida. That's where you grew up at? Well, I'm from here and I live quite a few places. I used to live up north in Jersey back in the early 90s. So I'm familiar with you, you New York right. City niggas too. All right. All right, man. That's all I want to know. Like I said, man, I don't do the trolling thing. We on grown man time. I just caught you live. Want to ask you a legitimate question? I'm not with all the playing shit. We're good looking though, man. All right, be easy, bro. All right. All right, somebody else called in. Who who is that other person? And sorry if the volume is too loud. I can't hear it through how I can't hear how it sounds on y'all in.
Y'all got to understand something. I got, I got dedicated people that been in here. Like I say, I, I don't build a cult-like following. I don't be asking people to sub. Do y'all ever hear me get on here say, y'all need to like, share, and subscribe? I don't ever do none of that shit. I tell all you niggas to kick rocks every other day if you don't like being here, right? So, but there's a, a, a group of people that I'm familiar with. Some, some of you people I know in real life. Some of y'all I converse with on social media. Some of y'all got uh, one of my phone. Some of y'all got my phone number in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like I've actually talked to people that I've met through this YouTube channel. Some of y'all I recognize y'all because y'all stay making comments. Some of y'all make donations. But I, I, I'm pretty familiar with who pops up in here because one, it ain't like I'm doing 500 to 1,000 viewers on a live stream. When, you, when I'm averaging like 40, 50, I think the highest I ever got was like 90 people on a live stream. When you're doing live stream numbers like me, it's easy to see who's in the comments. When you're getting the views that I get on YouTube and you get the, the frequency of comments I get, you start recognizing people. You understand? And so being that I recognize people, and they leave certain comments over and over, you can kind of tell what angle certain people may be coming from or whatever. Like, take John Smith. John Smith calls me a half-breed. I'm not going to get mad because I'm familiar with John Smith's comments. Random newbies, it's just like, where do you niggas come from? 973, what's your name? Where you calling from? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Like, yeah, this, yeah, this the Hebrew, yeah, this the Hebrew cat. You know what I'm saying? I was just, just kind of figuring, man, your, your comments towards black people be kind of condescending or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you speak in the shameful manner. I speak in a, a, a what manner? I didn't understand what you just said. Is this, is this G? Yeah, this is me, man. I'm trying to understand what what did oh, you just say. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. All your comments towards pro blacks and shit, man. You always just seem like you be one of the same niggas and shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's unappreciative. You know what I'm saying? What's on un What's unappreciative about what I'm saying? You know, because you because you just really like speakers in in like as as if like like we really don't have a history in this country, like. You know what I'm saying? You negate our whole history or whatever. You know when what have I ever... Negate the whole... When have I ever... Negate the whole... Go ahead. My bad. Finish the thought. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like all these poop... Like, in my personal opinion, you know what I'm saying? I know these niggas can behave much better and shit, but... You know what I'm saying? What you think about, like, social engineering and shit? You don't think these niggas is products of social engineering, bro? At what point does one become responsible for the decisions that they make in life, bro? When does that happen? Yeah, when you become conscious of your behavior, your decision. I say, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's around 9, 10, maybe, you know what I'm saying, a little younger. How old are you? Know? you? Well, I'm 32. So the social engineering aspect, nobody's going to deny that there's some type of social engineering, right? But at what point does one become responsible for the decisions that they make? 
Like when you actually, before you step out into the world to go do whatever it is that you're about to do, how old do you think a person has to be before they are fully conscious of making a decision to do something? Or does yeah, that not ever happen? Be, yeah, they don't have to be that old. Yeah. I mean, I'm asking you, what age? What age do you think that that's supposed to kick in? I mean, as a, as a child, really. I mean, you know, as a, as a, as a child, really. You know, but it's still like you know, just the whole, just the whole, just the whole system. You know, you know what I'm saying? Some niggas may not just really know no better. You say nobody you know knows any better. So yeah. you're 32 years old. Are you telling me that there are 32 year old men out here who don't know any better? Uh, it, it's possible. It's possible. How does one get to the age of 32? Because you're eight years younger than me. I'm 40. How does one get to the age of 32 and still run around here, quote unquote, not knowing any better? Like, how, how, does, that, how does that happen? Explain that to me. See, you know, some niggas, I mean, some niggas have been in prison, been in prison, they hold, you know what I'm saying, just about the majority of their life or whatever, you know, for all types of crazy crimes and, and, you know, just fucked up, fucked up family brain, you know, um, background or whatever, things like that. You know, some people really come from a line of crooks and thieves and, and murderers, you know what I'm saying? You know, a, lot, a real line, a, a fucked up family line, you know, you know? So does that give you... Know, you... That's, and that's all they, they can't see what's, they can't see what's past what's in front of them. So... That that so in your mind and you're thinking that just automatically gives them justification to keep going out there and doing whatever it is that caused them to go to prison. It, it don't it don't it don't justify it don't justify the behavior to say you know what I'm saying to say that they 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 right or whatever, but they may not truly be able to see you know what I'm saying uh see nothing you know what I'm saying see what's past them you know they may not be able to. To see you, you know, say anything positive out of life. Yeah. I got an uncle that's 11 years older than me. Used to look up to him all the time. Still one of my favorite uncles. Talk to him every now and then, right? Back in the okay, 80s, back, he, he's my mother's youngest brother. Back in the 80s, he started selling dope when he was a teenager. The majority of the 90s, he spent in and out of prison. Going into the 2000s, he was facing a 20-year prison sentence because he got caught slinging dope again. But he got off on a technicality where he was out in like five, six years. Like it was a legit technicality that got him out. My uncle ain't been back to prison in a close to 15, 16 years, bro. My uncle to this day, like I say, he has a criminal record going all the way back to the mid-80s when he was a teenager. And this is somebody I used to want to be like. He had the gold teeth, the jewelry, all the hoes, clothes, all that crap. He's only 11 years older than me. And now he's about 50, 51 years old. My uncle does not run around here blaming any of his fuck-ups on anybody in life. He will sit here and tell you to your face everything he did when he decided to start selling dope in the 80s is because he wanted to do it. Every, every time he went to jail, it was because of things he did. He chose to go out there and do that crap, 
knowing the risk that was going to run with it, and he still chose to do it and got caught until the last time when he decided he wasn't about to be about that life. So I, I, I just don't understand. I hear you giving me this example of niggas that be going to jail. I got a bunch of them niggas in my family. And the ones that, the older ones, I put it that way, they, especially this one in particular, he doesn't blame anybody or the system for the decisions that he made, which caused him to want to go out there and start selling dope and then getting arrested. And then spending all that damn near the entire 90s locked up in prison for the most part, going into the 2000s, and now he's in his 50s, limited opportunity. Like when he cuts hair, do you know in the state of Florida, he can't even get a license to cut hair in Florida? Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, in the state of Florida, if you're a convicted felon, you can't even get a license to cut hair. But guess what? He's not blaming that on the state of Florida. He's blaming that because he decided to sell dope got caught up in the system, and these are part, unfortunately part of the consequences that came as a result of him wanting to sell dope. And he accepts right. that. Now, now, what you think about this? All right, in the early 2000s and shit, you know what I'm saying, whatever, now you, I, was still in, I was still in cars and shit, you know, feel me, whatever. I ended, up, I ended up getting popped, whatever, you know, did a couple years and shit like that, whatever, got out, stole another car, did a few more years and shit like that. When I got my grandmother, she paid she paid for me to go to a tech school or a trade school or whatever, and shit. Now now I learn welding, and shit. I weld I weld fences with a group of Mexicans or whatever. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I'm able to make a, a a slightly a little a little decent living for myself or whatever and shit. Now what you think about the people who don't have the money or whatever to you know what I'm saying to, to properly get an education or to access or have access to opportunity. To really, you know what I'm saying, try to find a profession or a decent living for themselves. And all they is just stuck in the hood uh, doing bullshit. I'm going to ask them, have they actually exhausted all of their resources to try to find it? Because, nigga, there are a gazillion... That is, that is a good question. There are my a, me. There you are a... Oh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this first. You know Why did you stop stealing cars, bro? Because, shit, I... Because I motherfucking got a job, a, de- a, a decent job. And motherfucker so, was able to. I'm saying, when to, you to got out of. Little, little if, money for myself. So you recognize that. I mean, I'm asking the question. So did you recognize that maybe stealing cars wasn't the smartest thing in the world to be doing? Or. Yeah, of course. Did you feel. Because I, I, I got caught a few times, yeah. Did you ever feel like you had to steal cars? Like you had no options in life but to steal cars? I mean, I was making more money stealing cars than what I was working at McDonald's or a man with no type of certificates or, 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 or degrees. So it was they a, don't have no money to go to school but and it get was no a, type of formal training. So it was a choice you made. Now, let me ask you this. Did you take any of that, now, that stealing car money and apply it towards any type of formal education later on? Like, did you steal the cars? And did you take your money that you made from stealing the cars? And did you, like, put it aside for future endeavors or some, some stuff? I'm, asking, I'm just asking the question here. Now, 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 I ain't gonna lie. I was tricking off on bitches and, and drinking hand and oh, doing dumb okay. shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I mean, yeah, I, but we yeah, knew what the answer was. I wasn't thinking like that at the time. But you know what I'm saying? For those who ain't thinking like that, you know, who don't, who don't, you know, see the last thing. For those who can't see past, what's past them or whatever. Thank God I had my grandmother. Well, see, here's you know? the problem, bro. Every every Negro that I know that started selling dope, 
was selling dope yeah. for the exact same reasons you were stealing cars. It wasn't because they didn't have any opportunities. It wasn't because they didn't have any access to some type of resources or they went out there and exhausted all their resources. They did it for the exact same reasons. They wanted the, the bitches, the hoes, the clothes, the drink, the smoke. They wanted all that stuff, all the nigga trinkets. Same thing, same reason why yeah, you were stealing what, cars. Yeah, I see what you're saying now, G. Yeah, they I all had a choice. Saying. It was not something that they had. You have to go do this and survive. It was a choice they made, and then they got caught, and now they either have to own up to, hey, I got caught up in the system. System may be messed up, but you still made a conscious decision to get involved in activities that was going to put you in direct contact with that messed up system. And now these are unfortunately some of the consequences you got to live with. Now, when it comes to the education thing with some of these other dudes, I don't believe that they've exhausted all opportunities and options. Yes, you may not be able to afford to go to college. College is expensive as hell. I'm not going to say everybody needs to go. You might not even be, uh, uh, you might not be, be able to afford tech school, you know, depending upon what it is you go for. But there are programs out there. I mean, there are a lot of programs dedicated to inner city people. Well, you know, quote unquote, black people, I'll say, to try to help people out. You got to go through this entire list. If not, you can get down to YouTube and learn crap, man. You can go on Udemy and learn. If you got access to the Internet, you can get access to a lot of crap to allow for you to either sign up for some crap or go out there and thoroughly research some crap. Because I guarantee if somebody gets on the Internet, they're like, man, I got a criminal record. I got this. I got that. I guarantee you, you will more than likely find some program dedicated to people with criminal histories, bruh, to where they are trying to help people get involved in skills in, in skills in some manner so that they can become a, a skilled, productive person so that hopefully they don't go back to prison doing the crap that led them to prison. I guarantee it. But most Negroes, in my honest belief, are not going to take the time to look the stuff up. They're just not. So, so why do you think the? the I don't want to just just throw out a whole blanket statement like this, but like, why do you think the majority of Negroes in inner city America is is, is so to say unproductive or or you know falling behind? Well, it all starts with the family, bro. You can't listen. I'm a firm believer of raising kids in a two parent household. Black people have a 70% single mother birth rate, meaning 70% of the population is born to a single mother. And the chances of a single mother escaping poverty and then her kids escaping poverty are, are slim to none. Like, go look at the numbers. Go look at the numbers. There's actually studies proving this crap. If you, if you come from a single parent household and then you're black, ADOS, FBA, however you want to label yourself, you're already technically yeah, at the bottom of the uh, uh, of the of the cast of the social stratosphere, you know, as in literally, you know, due to the historical atrocities of slavery, Jim Crow, and all that crap that nobody's arguing with or disputing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So if you know all of that stuff is already weighing on you. Why would you why would you want to go out there and create children in environments where you can't properly afford to raise them, especially if you're picking children with men or women that you don't want to be with for a long term for for a a long term relationship? 
because it's been proven children who are raised in two parent households have access to way more resources because, you know, more than likely your mom and your daddy might be working and they grow up in a more stable, hopefully a more stable environment. So when we get to talking about all these people in the hood, a lot of them don't grow up in, in environments with their mother and their father. Most of them are just raised by their mother. So if you're talking about the boys, who is teaching these boys how to be men? Because I don't believe women can teach boys how to be men. I firmly believe I that. I agree with that. And I don't so believe do boys think, can teach girls how to be women. But do you think the ADOS community just woke up one morning and was like, you know what, we want to have a, a 70% um, illegitimacy rate? Uh, there, listen, I don't know if they just woke up and decided to do that. You know, everybody likes to throw in the government got involved and with the whole welfare thing. If you have more babies, you get more checks, you keep the father out the home, you get more checks. There's that argument right there, which I can kind of see, because if I look at it today, as I apply it to women in my own family, like some of my cousins, a, a few of them. It's like their mission in life is to pop out babies because I believe a lot of them view these babies as, as, as a source of income because every time they pop out a baby, there's another check coming to them. And I know women like that in my family and offline or, you know, uh, people, women I know in general. So that might be a factor as to how this came back, how this came to be. I agree. I agree with, I agree with that to an extent because I noticed, I know like certain men, you know, they want to, you know, like, especially with my age bracket, you know, I, I so say I want to roughly say 25, 35, maybe, you know, so I see a lot of dudes, you know, they trying to be, well, some, I say, trying to be fathers in our family unit. Then I see a lot of females, it's like they, they get pregnant just to take, just to take pride in being a single mother or whatever. So I agree with that extent to a point or whatever, but at the same time, do you agree that the that the whole crime bill, the whole crime bill shit, you know what I'm saying, also added to the, illegit the illegitimacy rate, oh, you know what I'm saying, during the 80s and 90s? Yeah, I believe it. A whole bunch of black men I just go back, snatched up. I go back to my uncle. My uncle was a direct product of that. He got locked up during the okay, 90s most, yeah. selling dope. Most of them were, especially two of them. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, you can, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give some, some wiggle room the Negroes who came up in the 80s and 90s who got caught up in that, right? You know what I'm saying? Because okay. it was some brand new rules. We ain't had the internet popping back then. Nowadays, with people of today, we got a gazillion YouTube videos, tweets, documentaries, news specials. You can literally research how messed up the 94 crime bill is. Right. Yeah, real shit. And you can and yeah. if you still choose to consciously go out there and do things which can make you a victim of the 94 crime bill that Joe Biden signed into law or no, he wrote and then Clinton signed into law. You can't sit around here and cry and complain when you knew what you were getting into. It's like when I joined yeah, the man, army, hey, yeah. when I joined the army in 2002, I joined right after 9-11. I couldn't sit there and cry and complain at the possibility of them sending me to Iraq or Afghanistan. I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> Did I go in because I was broke? No, I went in because I wanted to pay off college debt. And plus, it was something I always wanted to do. I had racked up a little college debt, even though I did have a scholarship, but I did rack up some other debt. 
and that I wanted to go in. That was just a quick, easy fix for me. Plus, it was something I always wanted to do. But I couldn't join the army and then sit around and complain when a couple years later, they were sending me to the Middle East with the potential of being shot and killed or blown up. I knew what I was signing up for when I decided to go join the military. I knew what I was doing. I was fully conscious of it. And it's the same way with these youngins who are coming up today crying the blues about selling dope and then they get hit with basketball number years. But you knew about this. Every, you, you got family members who were already a part of this crap who got caught up in that crap. More, at least I do. You got videos, news documentaries. People talk about this shit in politics every day. But you still choose to go out there and do the crap. You can't complain if you go out there, do the crap, and then they slam you with a bunch of years. You can't cry, oh, man, they ain't giving the white boys that. But you knew all this. You knew the system is off balance. You knew this already. But you still chose to do this crap. I just I just don't I can't accept that, man. At this day and age, with all this information in front of our face, man, is different in the 90s. We didn't have the Internet. You might not have had cable TV in the early 90s. Now we all got smartphones. We all got access to cable news, Internet, all this crap. How can you how can you not be aware of this crap now unless you coming from another country where you, you know what I'm saying? It's like here in America, we all got access to this crap somehow, some way. You know the risks. So you have to be willing to accept what comes with it until they start changing laws. Okay. Okay. So how do you think black men could get an a, a economic, a, a, a economic anchor or, or a few, so to say, like real corporate, you know what I'm saying, multinational corporations or whatever, like, for example, you know, I heard like all, I heard like the majority of Japanese people, you know, they all, they all own stock in Toyota or or, or, or Honda or some shit like that, you know, or whatever, you know, so they all get a bit of dividends or whatever, it may not be much, but, you know, that's what is feeding a lot of, you know, putting crumbs or whatever. How do you think black men could, could gain something, so to say, without being sabotaged? Uh, I don't, because throughout, throughout our history, we have been sabotaged and, and, only, and, and, and pushed into the ghettos and, and, uh, and, and disenfranchised and everything else. So, I mean, that, so, yeah, that's true. Nobody's going to deny that. Redlining and all like that you, crap is true. Because like you say that, because you say that like, okay, uh, you know, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Us as black men, as a black community. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my problem with Mario or whatever, you know. Mari up there, hug thoughts instead of telling them bitches to close their legs and shit like that. Yeah, I agree. It needs to be more accountability, uh, behavior-wise. You know what I'm saying in the in, in in the black community and shit. You know, black men pull your pants up, conduct yourself in a better manner. You know, and shit like that or whatever. But just, but but, but besides, but besides that though, you know, what's what's your viewpoint of 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 lifting the collectiveness of, of out of out of disenfranchisement. Well, it's gonna have to start. Because we all can't just get. Cause we all can't just get jobs. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you know, because if we all if we all had jobs, well, you know what I'm saying? Because they were possible. I think you know, because a lot of brothers I know they they do want to work. You know what I'm saying? But like I was saying, you know, it don't it don't make ends meet. You know, a lot of these, especially nine, especially nine days. Well, what's going to have to happen is going to what's going to have to happen is what is what happened with you. You're going to have to embrace some form of education or some form of acquiring a real skill set. 
Like you're, you said you weld. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a, that's a <laughs> legit skill set that's needed because they're they're still building buildings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're still building stuff that needs to be welded. You know, black people are gonna yeah, have have to a black, touch up fences. Yeah, that's all. Just well, touch up little fences. that's cool, don't but do major, well, here's but the thing: even if you do just touch up fences, this touch up work can lead into other bigger projects to where you're well, welding well, steel, steel beams together. You you know the you have a skill that's never going to go anywhere because you know we're not going to well, stop then. making buildings and all that crap. But my thing is if you want to raise the collective, you're going to have to raise the educational and skill sets of black people. You're going to have to embrace excuse me, all this boring crap all these other groups of people do. Meaning, I talk about STEM. Now, I talk about it strictly from the IT perspective, but STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. You're going to have to, we're going to need more black people who want to become scientists or going to the sciences. You're going to need more black people to go into tech, IT or tech. You're going to need more engineers. You're going to need more mathematicians. You're going to need uh, some lawyers. You know what I'm saying? Doctors, dentists, and all that crap. And, and then we're going to need people to go into the trades like you. I talked about this on a YouTube video probably about a year ago. There's a shortage of electricians out there. They say that they say the starting salary for a, a, a beginning electrician is like around 40, 50 grand a year. Why would nobody want to become an electrician? Aside from the fact that you can get killed doing it. But because, you know, electricity, I don't play with that crap. But I'm just saying, you know, there's there's a job for that. And they, they're like begging for people to go into that, even with I.T., they're begging for people to go into I.T., but people got people. There has to be a culture of. Of of making it cool to learn, not calling people yeah, okay, educated lanes, not not picking on people because they want to go to school and learn. I mean, like, come on, dude. We had this happening when I was a kid. I'm pretty sure it happened when you were a kid. Like, you always had. Yeah. There's just unfortunately, there's just a lot of black people who don't place a lot of value in education or learning a real skill, especially when you get around the so-called community or the hood. That stuff is not really heavily favored, man. You have to place a strong value and sense of importance into that crap. Like, look at all these immigrants that come over to America, right? I saw somebody, I can't remember who said this. I saw it today. Somebody said, uh, somebody was complaining about how some of these Africans come over here and start out, out excelling black Americans. And somebody, I can't remember who said this on Twitter, but there was like, some of these Africans that immigrate over here their parents can't even speak English, man. Think about all these Asians that come over here or some of these Hispanics, especially them. They can't speak English, hardly read and write, but then their kids are getting there and start kicking ass in school or kicking ass at a trade. So what, what, is, what is black America's problem? We can read and write, you know, at least understand the English language. Granted, we might not have the best school systems. I get that. I'm not even going to front. There are some shitty black school systems, but there are a bunch of reasons as to why I, that I happens. I agree with that, too, because I've seen a study that said, like, our kids put in less, less hours a yes. week of studying or some shit compared to other kids, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Other kids or other groups. So You know what my father so used yeah. to make me do when I was in middle school? My father, especially, I remember he did this at least one year. I had got, I had got some bad grades. He would make me and my brothers come home. And before we went out to play, we had to sit at the kitchen table for about an hour straight doing homework. Like we couldn't do nothing else. We had to come do homework for an hour straight. How many people make their kids do that today? 
I mean, yeah, I, I don't, it's yeah, probably I, not that, especially black my, people. None of my people make any of their kids do. So, yeah, I, make my, I make my kids do their own Well, work. that's good. We need more that's people that. to place value into this stuff, man. That way, eventually, you can have black people grow up and get these highly competitive jobs or go out there and start these businesses because there's nothing wrong with getting a job. You know what I'm saying? Here, here's the thing. I think we need more black owned businesses that can compete so that, you know, they can, these businesses can eventually grow up to become the next Toyota or, you know, the next big, big enterprise that's just owned by a black person. But I just don't think we have the workforce capable of making that come to life, man. At this present moment, because we just don't, we just don't have that many, in my opinion, from what I see, it's just not a lot of people who place that type of importance in it. Like I got this chick I know, been knowing her for like 10 years. She hops on OnlyFans every other day, twerking and popping. She's like 40 years old. She got a daughter that just graduated high school. I think she has three other daughters. The youngest is like 10 years old. But the mama, 40 years old, same as me, got an OnlyFans account, twerking and popping. You think this woman is having conversations with her children about education? When I can just log on Facebook right now and see her bouncing her ass on her little Facebook uh, stories thing trying to get people to go look at her on, on on OnlyFans. No, that's not happening, dude. And that and unfortunately, she's represents one of millions. Now, obviously, you're gonna have some people who live in the community who do the right thing, but I guarantee the overwhelming majority of the people in the community don't place that type of importance in education, man. I even I got a cousin who's like 23. He's on the verge of becoming a, 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 a pookie nigga who might be homeless. You know what I'm saying? I told this Negro a couple years ago, bruh. Look, I, and I had to have a heart to heart with this dude. I was like, look, dude, you know, your life is about to, your, your life, your life is about to be horrible. You're going to wake up and be 30 years old before you know it. I was like, why don't we go learn something? I was like, listen, we already got one cousin that's about his age that drives trucks. He knows the ins and outs. I was like, dude. Go sign up for a CDL course. I'll pay for it. All you got to do is go to the, just go there and get your damn CDLs. I will pay for your entire course. My cousin never did it. My cousin never did it. Now, my grandmother died back in November. He was living with her. Now, my cousin has been damn near bouncing from house to house to potentially homeless. He's 23 years old. He's a grown man. You don't want to do nothing. Even if I were to hit him with that same proposal today, he wouldn't want to go do it. He wants to smoke weed, hang out. Think he's going to be the next. Think he's going to blow up off Instagram by making his little rap videos and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like he, he has no lack of initiative. It's not real. Well, that too, but he, he, he just doesn't he doesn't want to get with the program. You know what I'm saying? You know, and social media, unfortunately, has allowed for so many people to think that they can just bypass all this boring shit and, and, and make a bunch of money because they see everybody else blowing up. And you can potentially do that if you got a legit talent, but most people aren't going to blow up that way. You're going to have to go out there and do this boring shit. Go get you a job. Learn with them white people who are paying you are doing. Take that knowledge and go eventually try to start your own shit. Because they already got the game on lock. Might as well learn from the best in the business, which is the white people. Learn what they learn. And then take that stuff. You know, if you want to do your own thing, go start your own business. But you got to, you have to pull, you, you have to damn it drag niggas to want to do this shit. And a lot of people don't want to do it. Have you tried to start your own IT business or do private work? 
Uh, I'm just now getting to that point. That's why I got my website up. Because, you know, my thing is, I've done so much random crap in IT that the one good thing that I, I taught IT for four and a half years in the Army. That was the thing that I actually enjoyed. It wasn't the thing that could pay me the most. It was the thing that I enjoyed the most. But I'm in a somewhat of a special financial situation to where that most people aren't in to where I can somewhat kind of afford to try to pursue things that I enjoy as opposed to just pursuing something that pays the most money. So I would rather if I had it my way, I would just teach it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Instead of being stuck in a office somewhere or doing something like my brother where he's on call all the damn time. You know, he works in IT as well. He does cybersecurity. But every time I look, he got his phone glued to his hip because he never know when the, the phone going to ring. And he has to go do something. I don't want to be I don't want to be attached to a phone like that. I can go do the same thing my brother does. Make just as much, if not more than him. But I don't want to be attached to a phone like that. So, you know, I did that. I did that life when I was in the military. I don't want to do it again. So anyways, all in all, bro, is if, if, if black. Listen, I know I sound harsh when I come on here, but you got to understand something. Dude, I'm 40 years old. I grew up in the era where people talk to you harsh. And yeah. I, I just can't keep, I can't, I, I, at this point in my life, because I have a teenage son, I can't, see, I can't keep coming around here listening to these dumbass excuses about why people can't do stuff in this day and age, in the year 2020, with all this information and all this technology we have. It's like, it, it blows my mind. Because I'm like, honestly, looking around, have you really exhausted all your options? If you have legit, honestly exhausted all your options, then fine. Let's look at the white man and see where he's holding you down. But I just don't believe people have exhausted all their options, bro. I just don't believe it. Because it's just too much going on out there. Too many programs, whether you got to pay for it, whether you get a grant, loan, or it's free. It's just too much crap out there. But now... Now, what some in the ADOS community might might say is what we're talking about, you know, is going to get jobs, you know, going to get, um, you know, education and all that thing, you know what I'm saying? All that leads to productive income or whatever, but, you know, what I hear a lot of the ADOS community talk about is, is collective is collective wealth, you know what I'm saying, that we've been, that we've been stripped out of. Like, what you... What you think about like what you think about that that we've been sabotaged out of the, the actual collective the actual collective wealth? Yeah, I agree. You have. That that's why well, there's there's about there, to there's good, a is leading to good in, well to lead to good income. Here's the thing. I don't I don't. I say if you can go listen. I'm it, not I'm not opposed a, to it. Is a glass ceiling? It is a glass ceiling for us. I'm not opposed to people going to get a job. You know what I'm saying? Because my thing is this. Name me a black institution that you can go work for right now. Like all the pro blacks on YouTube, any of them niggas hiring? Is Boyce Watkins hiring people? Is Tariq Nasheed hiring people? Were they paying, you know, they're offering 401ks and healthcare, dental, and, and all that crap? Yeah. I mean, these, I, quit fucking with Tariq, I quit fucking with Tariq Nasheed once when I first heard him getting on the damn black getting on um, talking about niggas in, in the black church is too loud and that's why white white people winning and and I heard him say some other dumb shit the other day I was just like nah this, you know what I'm saying I don't I don't I don't you know what I'm saying follow the logic of Tariq well, I'm just saying 
as it, as it relates. I ain't, I ain't into the whole, oh, the, the white man, the all white people is evil type shit. Because, you know what I'm saying? I do know, you know, they're white abolitionists and, and, you know what I'm saying? You know, they ended slavery before everybody else and, you know, all that type of shit or whatever. Well, my thing but is this. But it still is. is glass ceiling, though. Well, my thing is this. How can we... Break that glass ceiling as I'm, a collective. My thing is this. I'm tired of well, like I work. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of my homeboys asking me for twenty dollars. Well, you know well here's like, the thing. So there is a legit claim for reparations. Yvette Carnell okay. lays out a pretty good claim, but the problem is, dude, if, if they never pass reparations, what are you? What are you gonna do? You get. You gotta. What you, gonna do, right? you, you still. Yeah. You still gotta pay your bills and feed yourself. So you're going to have to go get a job or you're going to have to start a business. I mean, th- those are the only options you have in life. You literally cannot just sit around and wait for a reparations check to fall out the sky. No matter how beautiful of an argument you can put together with all types of data to back it up. Until somebody in Capitol Hill uh, writes the laws and then whoever the president is signs off, well, we're not going to be getting reparations anytime soon. So you have to go out there and learn how to compete in this society. And unfortunately you might hit the glass ceiling. That's just the reality of the situation, but, or you could just take that knowledge and then you try to go start your own business. You know, once you feel like you become extremely proficient and have mastered whatever it is that you do, as you were working for the white people and as you hit their so-called glass ceiling, Take the knowledge and try to go start your own thing. You might not come out swinging ridiculously huge. You might not have all the money in the world to do it, but you can start small, man, or just start doing little things on the side. I mean, you, you, ha- you, have, to, you have to be creative in this society because nobody's going to feel sorry for black people, man. I'm, I'm just, this is, they're just not going to happen. Yeah, and then they're not cutting reparation checks. Anytime soon, like I don't see any politicians legit talking about reparations anymore. Yo, they'll Charlemagne and them might throw the question out, but you honestly think Trump or Biden's going to be entertaining reparations when they when they when they get to debating each other? Like this going to be a legit thing on the ballot? <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, I'm, I'm just sorry. Just I just don't see it going down that way. So until that happens, you have to go out there and become competitive. You have to learn what the white man has set up and mastered in this society that we currently all live in. You can't think you're going to rewrite the rules and rewrite and flip the script on a society that they have been leading the way for in terms of this country being built for the last 300 years or so. You have to learn how to do this crap and do it at a greater level than them and then figure out how to surpass them. Whether you got to take that knowledge and start your own business or, you know, do something else. I, I don't know. But we can't, right. yeah. Go right, what you think about the ADOS argument against immigration? Then what? What is their argument against immigration? Just, you know, just uh, how you know what I'm saying the the leftist or, or or whatever policy makers or whatever them, them created all these policies or whatever to allow immigrants and and non ADOS to come here and, and and get ahead. Oh, over us. I mean, I agree with them. Look, there, there isn't too much stuff that I disagree with Yvette Carnell on. I, I, don't, I don't agree with her being a Democrat and voting down Democrat because I'm, I'm more conservative and I will be voting for Trump. But when it comes to her outlining the reparations claim and her saying that, hey, 
these black immigrants from the Caribbean and Africa shouldn't be getting stuff that was originally entitled for black Americans. I 100% agree with the woman on that. So 100% do agree. You think, so do you think with policies like that and shit like that or whatever contribute more to contribute to be um, more being... Do you think that shit like that, you know what I'm saying, contributed to being more pookies and ray rays in the community? You know what I'm saying? Since since them are opportunities that could have been taken up by them? Uh I, I don't think so because the so-called Pookie and Ray Rays in the community that we all talk about, them niggas was gonna do Pookie and Ray Ray shit any damn way. Because like here go like here go another situ- here go another situation I was in. You know what I'm saying? I was, st- I was staying with my grandmother. I was staying with my grandmother as a teenager with her before I started doing bullshit. And she, you know, my grandmother, she always used to, you know, get on my ass and she, you know, I wasn't motherfucking going to school. You know what I'm saying? I was doing bullshit or whatever still, but I wasn't, you know, doing half the bullshit or whatever. But I was trying to get a little job at Burger King or whatever, but it was, it was filled with, you know, people from south of the border or whatever. And they had like, they didn't want to hand me a, they didn't want to hand me an education. I, it was only a, it was the only um, other job around there or, or or place of business around in that area was like an optometrist, you know, a, a eye doctor. And I damn sure don't have no type of MD degree or whatever. And you know, I don't have no car. You know, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's suburban Texas. You feel me? So you know, it ain't no it ain't too many buses running out or nothing like that. So you know, like what you so like what you think about like situations like that? Like people just they're stuck. Nope. You know that you know what I'm saying because so, you know that's a job you know that's a job that could have went to teenagers like me or whatever but but yet you know what year, politicians, what year did you know, this politicians gave it to gave it to other people what year did which, this you know what I'm saying which what year did you know, this, what year did this help me could have hated me going out doing bullshit because I couldn't have got that little floor sweeping job or or burger flipping job at at Burger King that what, year at what that year, time what year did this happen. Like what? Oh six, maybe seven. Oh six. So how old were you back then? I was motherfucker. Were like, yeah, I was like eighteen. I was eighteen, nineteen. So oh six, oh seven. You were like eighteen years old, 17. and you ain't had seventeen, eighteen, 17, yeah. 18 years old. And you tried to get a job at Burger King, and they gave it to some Mexicans or something, and you ain't had nothing else to do. No, it was Mexican. It was Mexicans that ran it from top from top down. You know what I'm saying? From from top down. So you know what I'm saying? From management all the way to the cashier. And so you know they that, they, so, they, so really, saying, they didn't want to give me a job. So, so you're saying that God, true story. That that was what led so you. I called, I called the headquarters. I called the headquarters actually or whatever and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? They just like okay, yeah. They said they took care of it, but you know I never heard nothing back. You know, but in situations like that, you know what I'm saying, that could aid in a dysfunction in the black community or the ADOS community. Because I, I was a teenager, because, you know what I'm saying, my grandma, you know that, what I'm saying, was, she, didn't, the, she, didn't her, she didn't have a little settlement then, you know what I'm saying, you know, she only... was motherfucking working, you know, working hard or whatever, you know, I was basically, you know what I'm saying, grown and shit, she couldn't do too much for me, so, I needed to make a little income for myself, I was... That was the you only source of employment out there. I couldn't get that job because of immigrants. That was the only you know, source so. of employment out there. Was that Burger King? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little it was a little it's a little suburb of Texas or whatever. 
So where the hell was everybody else working that didn't work at Burger King? Everybody else in that neighborhood was motherfucking grown and, and had cars to drive out. So. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody else had, had cars or whatever, you know what I'm saying, to, to drive out. And so you so you ain't have no no car, no no access to a bus or anything to to try to No, uh, not no, nah, not in that part of Texas, no. Nah. Not in that part, not in that part of Texas. You, you needed a car. You know, so I was still a teen. I didn't even have my driver's license or or a car then. You know, but I was staying with my grandmother. You know what you could have did? You could have called a US Army recruiter. They would have came out and visited you. And did everything in their power to get you to join the army. <laughs> yeah, you know, people. Yeah, I'm, I'm being family, honest. Yeah, a few you. family members were suggesting I went to the military or whatever, but, you know, all I was thinking about is war and getting shot and shit. I ain't going to lie and say that that option didn't pop up or whatever, but, you know, I, I just kept on, you know, thinking about all the, ne- the negative aspects of, you know, you know, dying. So let me, let me, hold up. So let me ask you this. So if you didn't have a car, so how did you get involved in stealing cars? Like, yeah, that was yeah, that was after my grandma kicked me out, and I had to and I had to go back into the city. That's, how'd you get back to the city? Back into Dallas. How'd you get back to the city? She she, she motherfucking drove me out there. So your grandma had a car. Yeah, my grandma had a car. Yeah, but she ain't gonna let she wasn't gonna let me use. It. I didn't even have no driver's license then. That's that's interesting. I mean, look, I, I guess may, maybe may, maybe that can lead to a life of <laughs> some Pookie Ray Ray selling dope, stealing car shit. I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying. I, I, <laughs> not just a, not just a complete like you know what I'm saying. Not just but you know what I'm saying. Just you know just situation. You know just certain situ just certain situations like like I was like I was saying. You know at that at that time you know what I'm saying, I couldn't see nothing. I couldn't see nothing pass in front of me. Yeah. And I damn sure didn't want to go back into the area of Dallas, so, you know what I'm saying, that my mama was in. I mean, look, just, I, just so you know, before you ask, my mama was on, was on drugs, so, you know, that's how I ended up with my grandma. I mean, you know I'm, I'm, one, I'm one of them types. Yeah, listen, I got, I got drug addicts in my family, too, bro. Like, that's, okay. that's common, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Look, bro, I'm glad to hear that you have changed your life around. I'm, I'm glad to hear that it sounds like I'm hoping it sounds like you have owned up to the things that you were able to directly contribute to, which caused you to go down the path you went. And I'm hoping you accepted the things that you did in terms of your role involved in it. And now it seems like you made better decisions. You got a skill. You got a transferable skill, because like I said, there's always going to be some welding that needs to be done because a lot of people don't know how to weld. I damn sure don't know how to weld. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to, you know, that, that's a skill set that's going to be needed. So you sound yeah. like you can go out there and do some things. And it also sounds like you're in a position to possibly mentor another young black person out there who might be headed down the path you were headed. Now you can actually go to that person like, hey, you might not want to do this. Let me show you how to do this. Like, you, you're not one of these people talking about, man, man y'all might not want to do that, man. You're going to go to jail. But then you don't have nothing to follow it up with with the show the kid. You sound like you can actually give a person that you might not want to do this speech. 
and then follow it up with, let me show you how to do this to where you could possibly spark interest in this kid, showing this kid welding and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the thing. We have too many people who love to give the, you might not want to do this. You was going to go to jail speech, but they don't ever follow it up with, let me show you something different that's actual tangible, not go watch Hidden Colors, go listen to some random person on YouTube. Let me show you how to do something with your life and then go educate this person on how much potential money you can make doing this or what kind of opportunities might be involved with welding because you are the subject matter expert on welding in comparison to me. I don't know shit about that. So you would be in a position to thoroughly educate a kid and hopefully save a kid's life so that they don't have to deal with the headache of prison that you went through and all the opportunities that may have closed because of your prison record. You know what I'm saying? You can, you, you're actually in a position to show somebody, uh, uh, prevent somebody from going down that path and then showing them how they can go down another path. I would, you know, I hope, hopefully you would take that and, and run, run wild with it and do that in your area whenever you can afford to do it or whenever you have the time to do it. You know what I'm saying? And then maybe well, that yeah. can spark the change. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I need to, yeah, I need to, I need to do that. You know what I'm saying? See if I can find a couple of little young dudes. You know what I'm saying? I could, you know, show how to touch up fences, I guess, so they could, you know, get a few dollars in their pocket. I mean, why not? You know, I mean, like I say, we're not about to have this big, full blown race war revolution, but. If you can just save, like, you ain't gonna be able to save all the kids, bro. Let's just keep it real. But if you can just save one knucklehead from stealing cars or selling dope and show them, hey, you can get it out here and weld and, you know, just show them different aspects about welding or the industry that you work in, that might, it might change this kid. I'm not saying that it's 100% gonna happen, but it might, and then it might give you the warm and fuzzies and knowing that you actually legit tried. Because I know with IT, I can't save everybody. Everybody ain't going to be interested in IT. But there might be one kid, like I got one person emailing me all the day, some little white dude, on, you know, just happened to be a white kid, sending me messages all the time talking about how my stuff is helping them out. And I appreciate it, but I'm, 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 hope, I'm, I'm counting down the days till I see a black kid send me a message. That's because the reason it's not why your target audience. That, that's yeah, who I, I really did this for was for black people, but white people are going to discover my stuff too. But at least it gives me the warm and fuzzies to know that somebody's actually taking the knowledge that I presented and is actually applying it in a real manner that they can see the results of it. Instead of me just talking about, we need to do something. We need to change. We need to fix the community. Well, like I've said in previous videos, whatever skill set you got, go out there and fix the community with it. You know how to weld. Start a YouTube channel explaining all various things about welding. Become the Become the... That become that nigga that everybody looks to when they need information for welding. You want to learn how to weld? Go see this brother. He knows everything about welding. Everything from what temperatures that certain metals need to be welded, how to what well, different type of face masks, all whatever it is that goes on with welding. Become that dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then you know if you feel like you want to instance alternatives to the bullshit we've all been accustomed to seeing that people have been making excuses for 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 ages now. Be that dude, man. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. I normally, I normally, I hear other YouTubers, you know what I'm saying, normally tell their call-ins, don't pay attention to the chat or whatever. I see one of your chat members that 
this Ether person or whatever say I took two city buses to get to the YMCA in Kroger. Like, did she not hear me when I said it wasn't no buses in that area of Texas? You know, that that was just that's all. But yeah, yeah. but I'm listening. Nah, yeah, that's cool. But like I say, man. You got a skill set. You seem like you got your head on straight. You, you, you learn from your mistakes. You sound like you ain't trying to go back to prison. All right. Nah, nah. Cool. Ho- hopefully you're not. Do, do the right things. I'm not saying, listen, I'm not, I don't know how much money you make. That ain't none of my business. But all I'm saying is if what you're doing is providing a decent life where you're able to make a decent living, you know, become, a, become the master at your skill, man, so that maybe you can start your own business. In the future, where you can possibly put yourself in a position to employ other black people to get this whole black it. economic thing. And then, yeah, I got I got some years before I can say man, before I can call myself a master. But well, dedicate but yeah. the years, bro. I mean, you know, everybody doesn't become a master overnight. I've been doing IT for eighteen years. I couldn't come out in two thousand five talking about I'm an IT expert. Been only doing it for three years at that time. I've been doing it for almost eighteen <clears throat> now. I feel like I'm in a position where I can comfortably say. I think I'm pretty good at IT. <laughs> I could teach you a, th- a thing or two out here. You know what I'm saying? Do you think you're good enough to be a professor? Uh, yeah. I got the degrees, experience, and education. Yeah. I can easily go get a job being a professor at a college if I wanted to. Like, I meet all the criteria to get hired as a professor at a college. So, yeah, I could do it if I, if I really wanted to. So, mm. I'm saying, if you got this skill, I don't know how long you've been doing it, but become a master at it. Become real thorough at it and be, become the damn best welder you can be. And like I say, looking to try to figure out, you know, how can you eventually start your own business in the future? Or you can show, you can teach other people how to get into welding. You're the black people, man. Don't let the skill go to waste. I'm not saying that you are, but if you believe in the skill set that well and you're receiving a benefit from it, Help shine light on it to some, some other youth out there that might need to uh, get exposed to it so they don't go down the path of becoming a, a nigga that's in and out of jail and then talking about how the white man holding them back all day long. Like, like, show them all the options before they can use the white man holding me back. Like, let's, let's, try, to, let's try to run through the entire list. And once we ran through the entire list and nothing works out and you gave it an honest effort, then let's start pointing our finger at the white man. <laughs> But we got to, I just don't believe we're going through this list, man. I really don't. But Steph, do, 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 you think it, do you think it's cool if I, if I uh, teach kids how to, how to sports gamble? Uh, I, mean, I, know I, sound, I know that sounds crazy. And when, people, and when people think about gamble, because, you know what I'm saying, that's actually, that's a little second skill of mine that I learned a few years, you know what I'm saying, like actually being able to look at the data and sports data and make good predictions or whatever. You know, I ain't hit a million dollars yet, but are you, you know, able to make a full make time a living? Side in- I make a decent side income. Are, are you able you know, to, or whatever, and shit like that? I think that'd be more easier and see, you know, how to make teach teach other black men how to make that little side income. Actually, not side income because I know some niggas that make a, a full living, you know, full living off of that. At this point, you know, I've, been, I, I I've been wanting to open up my own YouTube channel, a, a sports gambler YouTube channel. You could, listen, you could, you, listen, you could probably do something like that on the side if you're that good, but I highly, I highly do not recommend you start teaching kids about gambling. 
Like, like yeah. I mean, I just that, that kid, that kid, kid, that kid, kids, or whatever. Because I've been thinking, I've been thinking about that also, or whatever. Because you gotta think, because like you know, back in like them Bumpy Johnson type days and shit, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That was one only, one only way. You know what I'm saying? They could make a decent dollar. You know what I'm saying? Was running numbers and shit. And if people and like if you went to gambling or whatever, you notice like you know, um, online gambling and, and and sports gambling is is slowly becoming legalized. You know what I'm saying? State to state or whatever, and it's and, it, and it's growing. It's growing. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the trend is, is is growing and growing or whatever, or whatever. And I got re- and I just and, you know I don't want to sound all crazed and you know gambling addict and shit, but you know what I'm saying? I got a real decent knack. You know what I'm saying for numbers and, and understanding the data or whatever. And shit, you know, just like I just I just hit a, a, a little G, you know, last week on motherfucking that UFC fight when everybody was going with motherfucking um, Anthony Smith, and I'm like, nah, you know, I, I was telling the whole online MMA community, that, nah, you know, motherfucking um, t- Global Teixeira, he gonna lean on him the whole fight, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure, you know, like here's what I say, man. You know, I feel, I feel like that because I feel like. It's the same thing for like the people, you know, for people that like look at certain charts or whatever and like, you know, analyze, you know, like the uh, certain projection on, on how a certain trend going to go, no matter if it's clothing, economy or, you know, whatever, you know, what's trending and shit like that or whatever, you know, for people, you know what I'm saying? I'm, Feel like if I could find a few people, you know what I'm saying, that got, you know, they got that special type of little knack or understand the type of numbers or whatever, you know what I'm saying. If I could build a little crew off of it, you know, build a little crew off of that or whatever, and and and, and help change a few lifestyles. Right, what do you I, think I, about listen, that? Uh, okay, I know like, it sounds crazy, and type yeah, random or whatever. It, and does, shit, it but, does. It does sound crazy you know. and random. So it, it it really does sound crazy and random. Here's what here's what you do, dude. Until you can demonstrate that you can earn a full-time living off of that. And I'm not talking about just for a month or two. I'm talking about you, you've been able to do this for like five, 10 years, make a foot. This is your full-time living. You can feed yourself, properly take care of you, all your responsibilities and all that shit. I would not be running around here trying to teach people how to be a gambler. Now you could teach it as on a, like a, you create a side YouTube channel as some hobby shit, but I me, I wouldn't be putting my all into let me become a professional sports gambling teacher because unless you can demonstrate that you can actually make a full-time living off this thing i don't think you're qualified to do it from a from teaching somebody how to do it full-time yeah i would i, I want to you know open up you know start up my youtube cha- you know start up my youtube channel you know what i'm saying you know get out a little elaborate the software or whatever, you know, that people be, you know, having running or whatever and things, you know, and, and start, you know, start running my picks and, and numbers and things, you know what I'm saying, collecting and collecting live streams or whatever. I, mean, I know athlete, because I know another black dude, he do something similar or whatever with basketball, but he don't be one, but he don't be one to hook up with niggas. Here's the thing, you know what dude. I'm saying? He, he making a deal, he make, he do something pretty here's nice stuff on his channel. I got, I got a lot. Yeah, that's another problem. Why niggas don't like working with each other? Can you explain that, G? Well, let me let me answer this question, dude. I have I'm pretty good at photography. I can take really I can take really good pictures. I have a couple thousand dollars worth of cameras, like professional grade lenses and cameras. But guess what? I don't talk about photography. You know why? Because I never figured out how to make a full time living off of photography. 
So I, I don't talk about it. I don't I don't get out here and try to get try to tell people go into photography. I never figured out how to make a full time living off it. I made just enough money to go buy another lens, but that's not enough money to pay my mortgage consistently month after month after month to feed a family. So that's why I don't talk about it. I talk about IT because I have figured out how to make a lot of money doing IT. I feel I'm pretty sharp with with mixed market with mixed martial arts. You know, so I'm real accurate with with UFC. And, have you figured and, out and, how to make a full time living off of it? That's the point I'm trying to drive home. Whatever idea you're finna give me, I need to hear you have made a full. You have figured out how to make a full time living off it. If you have not figured out how to make a full time living off of it, meaning this is what you do because you work for somebody else or you have started a business. And this pays all your bills. You shouldn't be running around here talking about maybe I should be teaching people how to do this to make money because you haven't figured out yeah. how to make a full time living off of it. It might be yeah, hobby. Hobby money is not full time money. YouTube, like me, YouTube, I will never get on here at this present moment talking about, I will never make a video talking about how to make a living as a YouTuber. I don't make all my money from YouTube. YouTube is, en I make enough money to pay a cell phone bill on YouTube. I can't make videos talking about how you can be a six-figure earner on YouTube or how you can make 50000 60000 on YouTube. I'm not making that money. Maybe Tommy could teach somebody. Maybe Paris Milan or somebody else. I can't do it because I don't make that kind of money. So I'm just saying yeah. to you, you, you get all these ideas. I'm not telling you they're invalid or not. I'm just telling you, if you want to teach somebody how to make money, Show them how to make money in an area that you have mastered how to make a living at. Mm. Mm. And until you master yeah. another yeah. area, you can't teach them how to do something you haven't did yet. Yeah, I got it. I got to put my whole life savings on one bet. And then, and then motherfucking fall on YouTube, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But let me get ready to go, bro. It's been nice chopping it up, but I got to bounce. Man. It was good talking to you, G. Hold it down, baby. Hold right. it down. Be easy, man. All right. I couldn't. All right. I mean, look, I, I enjoyed it. I thought I, was, I thought I was getting somewhere with this dude. Hopefully I did. Started going off into these crazy ideas of gambling and mixed martial arts. He lost me. Ladies and gentlemen. You can't teach somebody how to do something you haven't mastered how to do. I can teach people how to take pictures, but I can never teach you how to make photography a full-time living because I never mastered how to make photography a full-time living. I'm good at pictures. I'm good at the art part. I sucked at the business side of it. I, I never figured it out. That's why if I take pictures now, it's just some hobby, artsy hobby stuff that I do for my own pleasure. I cannot be like, right, just like I said, go back to my YouTube example. I don't make a, my bad. I don't make a full-time living off of YouTube. All right, my bad. My, my volume kept dropping. I don't make a full-time living off of YouTube. So you will, until I'm making... 60, 70, upwards of $100,000 a year on YouTube, I will never make a video talking about how you could be a full-time YouTuber and how to do it. I haven't figured out how to do it my damn self. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
So I don't, I don't, I don't know if that was, I don't know if the brother was missing what I was saying, but I'm just like, dude, if you want to change the world, kick off this revolution, this, this black renaissance until these reparation checks hit, how about we focus on what you actually know? You say you are good at welding, become the best damn welder in the damn world, bruh. Become the best welder in the world. That is a skill that you have acquired, that you appear to be making a full-time living off of. Teach somebody else the skill of welding. Because they're going to be buildings that need to be built. When Blackistan gets his crap together and we all make Wakanda, guess what? You're going to need people to make some, some Wakandan buildings, right? Or y'all going to hire a bunch of Mexicans and white people to come in there and, and, and erect the buildings. Don't you need hopefully you will have a, a black workforce of welders who can go out there and weld some stuff together. That's all I'm saying. All right, I'm take one more call, man, and then I'm bouncing. So here, here's the call in number. That's the oh, my bad. I typed it in wrong. Hold on. Look, welding may be temporary, Hebrew. And, and listen, I, I, listen, you want to be a sports consulting dude? I'm not telling you not to be one. I'm telling you, demonstrate that you can make a full-time living off of it. That's all I'm telling you. Uh, 331, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Gee, what's going on, man? It's Karan Clemens Brown for the nation. What's going on, bro? Hey, what's up, man? How you how you been, bro? Been much, man. Been all right, man. Long time no hear. You been all right? Yeah, I'm living. You know, yelling and screaming at people on YouTube. That's that's what I do. So, <laughs> already right, you know, man. Get your Babylon and shit. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but man, nah. I just call in, man. You know, how listening, man. Hey, this shit on YouTube is crazy, man. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. Within this this manosphere. Man, this shit is fierce, man. These motherfuckers don't don't play no games, G. I called in one day. No bullshit, because, um, you know, when you're on YouTube and shit, you know, you get a little updates. Things come in and, you know, little uh, recommended channels or whatever. So I came across a cat named Kevin Samuels, man. Yeah, I heard of him. And, yeah, man. No, okay, all right, fuck it. Let me, let me, let me, before, with a, uh, an objective opinion or view. What you think about that dude, man? Uh, I, I haven't watched a whole bunch of his videos, um, but, you know, he, he seemed like a, when he's talking about corporate America stuff, it seemed like he knows what he's talking about. And then when he's talking about uh, fragrance, fragrances and how to dress, you know, obviously it looked like he knows what he's talking about. But, you know, any, anything outside of that, I, I don't really pay attention to him because I know he, yeah. he has a lot of rants about. How to be a man? How to get women? I'm like, uh, nigga, I don't, oh, need, I don't need to hear no more. Oh shit. my god, dude! And and that's the thing, G. And that's the thing about it too, man. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, we in the age. This some, this some, this some old, uh, fake hotel shit, though. But you know, we in the age of Aquarian, man. You know, and it's the age of truth. And you know, these small groups that we have, like this one you in right now, she one you having. This is where the truth is told, man. Because those big groups, all those mega churches, and all that shit. That's what a the lies are told, man. You know, the bigger the group, the dumber the people. You know, a smaller group. 
the more, you know what I'm saying, the more adept the people are. You know what I mean? So, like, but, dude, I called into the show. And, again, I came across a couple of his, you know, little videos, the, the ones that were, um, you know, pre, pre-taped. It was cool, but man, dude, when he got the live stream, man, I called into what when he got some show about the Lions then. And I'm like, you know, wasn't nobody calling the show. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna call in. Like, you know what I mean? Social support, you know what I mean? You don't see what's happening. Dude, it was hella rude, man. Yeah. Hella rude. And I see you was on the show with one of the other cats though. Um, what's his name? Um Oh, Ramil. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, like and so, you know, I don't say shit because, again, it's your show. I don't want to do too much of your show, but, man, I just, you know, when you come across cats and they kind of act funny, you got to kind of do your research and shit. Um, it's kind of kind of sketchy with these dudes, but, you know. <laughs> but I, so I just say it. I, I understand what you say about YouTube, man. YouTube is a very interesting place, man. <laughs> I say that to say that, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, man. But yeah, I ain't gonna take up too much of your time, G. I know you've been on this motherfucker, man. I appreciate everything, man. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and jump out, bro. All right, bro. Nice, nice talking with you, man. Yep, yep. All right. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to that brother, man. I actually did a, a, a interview with him on, on his show, Brown Pill, Brown Pill Podcast. Actually, the uh, the episode. I think I did it. I think I did that like, probably like three, four months ago. Well, y'all look back into my videos. Y'all will see one that says, I think it says the Brown Pill Podcast. The brother from Chicago, I was chopping it up with him. Solid dude. Um, somebody said my channel is too niche to be big. I yeah, I guess I, I never, I never, I'm not, I, I'm turning off the phones, y'all. I never, I never aim to be like this. I never aim to create a niche channel with this now my it channel is very niche uh this channel i really just created just to just to run my mouth man i mean that's literally the purpose of this channel but and i did that very well <laughs> i managed to do that very well but it came a point where um it came a point where um the rhetoric was just getting too out, outrageous on YouTube. Rhetoric, the, the nonstop lies, what was me babble, the gender war babble, the gender war babble. Why does my volume keep turning itself down? The gender war babble, all that stuff became, it became annoying to me after a while. And listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm some perfect angel, right? I used to be I used to be doing some of this stuff too. You go listen to my my podcast when I first started podcasting back in 2014 before I even came to YouTube, I was doing some woe was me crap. But here's the problem with my woe was me. I was I had convinced myself to lie about the woe was me. I had convinced myself to lie to make it seem like it was just so rough and tough out there. And I, 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 dude, it's a combination of reasons as to why I did it. One, the biggest reason I, I can think of is because I knew that this would be the fastest way for me to grow an audience. And two, I had so many people around me who were honestly believing in the woe is me babble. Like I had this one dude that I used to do podcasts with. He's a year younger than me. He had been in the army for like two years longer than me. Like he came in straight out of high school. I went in after college. So now 
I would have been in 18 years. So this guy has got to be about hitting his 20 year mark in the army. Right. So this dude has been in the army for 20 years, probably an E7, about to retire, medical benefits, about to get a pension, about to get all this crap, done traveled, seen the world, no wife, no kids to my knowledge. He got access to the GI Bill, access to the VA loan, access, you know, and when he was in the army, he, he dealt with military intelligence. So he, he can go easily get a job working for the state. State Department, like the CIA or some crap like that, or the NSA. Like he was on some shit like I was doing. Cause I, I worked for the NSA at one point too. But this guy was the biggest woe is me dude I ever met in my life. And I'm looking at him like, I don't understand how you are so such a woe is me. But I allowed him to come into my circle and kind of influence me a little bit because my mind was mostly focused on how can I grow my website grow my podcast and do all this crap. I know what was me babble. And I learned how to speak the what was me babble fluently, but I was lying to myself because I want to grow an audience. But here's the thing. If I had to kept the what was me babble, I would probably be bigger than Michi X. I'll probably be just as big as Jason black on YouTube. Cause I'm an, I'm very, I was very good at the what was me babble. with trying to get people to listen to me and read my blogs. I got blogs on my website. People, people still share to this day. They get thousands of hits a day. Like DL Hughley shared some shit numerous times from my website to his fans on Facebook that I wrote years ago. Some woe is me bullshit. And they still getting shared and passed around to this day. So I'm good at that, but I was lying to myself, man. And so I couldn't lie to myself about this crap anymore. I had to start being honest with it because, you know, I was, I was kind of one of them people. I've always been somewhat of a conservative my entire life. I'm talking about even going back to high school. You know what I'm saying? I always had conservative views because I just didn't believe in a lot of the BS everybody else believed in because I was like, I don't see how this is going to work for you later on in life. Like, I don't understand how you getting pregnant in high school is the best thing for you. Or I don't see how you thinking because you got a chick pregnant or you sleeping with all these chicks raw. I don't understand how this is going to work out for you in the long run, especially when I had a generation of uncles who were like 10 years ahead of me and I saw how their life turned out. They had kids in high school, did all the crap we talked about, the dope and all that. And that was always something that just stuck with me. It was like, man, I don't want to be like these niggas. I don't want to engage in any of the ratchet behavior that they do. Cause I don't want to fuck my life up like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they, I love them. They're good people, but you know, they, they learn from their lessons, but it took them all that prison time to learn from the, my uncle spent damn near the entire nineties locked up y'all. You know, let me tell you something about my uncle. My uncle had an opportunity to join the army when he was 18 years old. The day he was supposed to go down to the recruiter to sign the paperwork so that they can make the arrangements to ship him off the basic training. My uncle never showed up. He never showed up. Instead, he decided to go somewhere, get high, smoke out, and do some other crap. <clears throat> My uncle to this day, 51 years old, <clears throat> every time he sees me, he'll be like, man, I should have joined the army like you. His, his, whole, his whole life could have changed if all he had to do was just kept his word and go visit that recruiter. He could have been 
a retired E7, hell, maybe even a retired SAR major, assuming he got his life all the way together. His life could be totally different. But no, he spent the majority of the 90s in prison. So out of them 10 years for the 90s, he probably spent about a good seven of them locked up, like straight on lockdown. You know what I'm saying? But, and so moving, moving forward to the future, to where I'm at now, I got tired of lying to myself. I got tired of lying to myself because I wanted to build an artist. I didn't feel like that was the right thing to do anymore. I was like, I, I don't know how I could, I, I couldn't sit here with an honest face and look, and look at myself and be like, can I honestly just sit up here and tell this bullshit, woe is me crap, just because I'm trying to get some AdSense? Or I'm trying to get some, 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 earn some money through other means that I was trying at the time. I couldn't do it anymore, man. It was, it was weighing on me heavy. That's why I was like, fuck this, man. I can't sit here and lie to people about this shit. I got to start telling it like it is. The reason why a lot of black people are where they are is because of a lot of the shit that Negroes have done in their own life. Like I keep saying, all you got to do is pull the Carfax report on Negroes. Asked them, what have you done in the last 10 years? Like, show it to me that you have exhausted all available opportunities. And if you can't show that to me, then I can't entertain this woe is me crap. Because in this era that we live in today, it's, I just refuse to believe that you have tried everything. I refuse to believe it. I told you the story about the guy, the Las Vegas chef. I can't think of this guy's name. There's a chef in Las Vegas. One of the, uh, a black dude. One of the highest, most esteemed chefs in all of Las Vegas. Premier chefs, right? Y'all know how he got started? He used to be a drug dealer back in the 80s and early 90s or late 80s, early 90s. Had a trap house, couple of them. He said they were making upwards of $30,000 a week pushing hard, right? Until he got caught. Went to prison for like a decade. Learned, got, on, got stuck on kitchen detail in prison. Learned how to cook food in prison. Got out of prison after like a decade or whatever. Went to Las Vegas. Got a job mopping floors in a restaurant. And he did that. Then next thing you know, he learned how to cook a little here and there. Then somehow, I don't know if they, the, the company he went to funded him to go to culinary school or something happened. But anyways, he, be, he, he ended up becoming one of the most premier chefs in all of Las Vegas. Meaning he's one of the highest paid. And he started this from selling dope. He learned how to cook in prison, man. So I refuse to believe we got in the year 2020, all this technology, all this internet, that niggas are really out there exhausting all their options before they feel like they have to resort to doing some Pookie and Ray Ray shit, or they have to hit me with the, the white man holding me back, racism, white supremacy, I can't do nothing with my life, yada, yada, yada. I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe the crap. Because most niggas ain't trying, man. Most, you can't, dude, you're not going to sit here and tell me that most people are trying. 
I was in the army for 13 years. I used to deal with a bunch of people, white, black, Hispanic, whatever, that would feed me endless bullshit excuses about why they couldn't do something. And it turns out they couldn't do it because they weren't trying hard enough. It's the same way in the black community. So what? Your school sucks. You know what? There's a, there's a myriad of reasons to why you have a shitty school system. One of the biggest reasons is a lot of people out there don't vote locally. You know, when you go vote locally, that affects your tax revenues as to whether or not Money is going to be allocated to your district, your county, or however the hell the damn thing is divided now. Yeah, there's some other crap, some gerrymandering, all sort of bullshit that goes on. But one of the biggest reasons why is a lot of people don't vote out there locally. They'll vote for the president of the United States. How many niggas you know vote for the local mayor, the local judge, the local prosecutor? You know, all these elected, the local sheriff. Y'all sitting around here crying and complaining about the legal system. But y'all totally fail to realize you actually have the power to decide who actually sits in those damn seats or those positions. You can go vote for your local sheriff, vote for your vote for your federal level. It might take a couple of years for it to come down and smack you in the head. But somebody in your county, your local mayor, whoever, city commissioner, they can reach out and touch you tomorrow with their policies. So I, I just don't, I, I just refuse to believe that a lot of people are trying, man. It's easier to make excuses than it is to just fully exhaust all your options. Like, go back to my cousin. Well, my, my cousin, like 23, 24. This nigga be 30 years old in like six, seven years. I, 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 I hope and pray I see this nigga on YouTube talking about how you couldn't get nothing popping with his life. <clears throat> I hope and pray I see a video from him saying that or him in my comments saying that. Cause I'm gonna go right back to this. Oh, really nigga. Remember when I offered to pay for you to go get your CDLs so you can go out there and drive trucks and make money like our other cousin who's only like a year or two older than you who drives trucks and makes a lot of money doing it. And he could have showed you the ropes. You know, we all family here. <laughs> we all family. You got one cousin who's willing to pay for you to go to this. You got another cousin who's been doing this for a few years and willing to show you the ropes of how to become successful at it. And you ain't want to do it. All you got to do is just go there and learn how to drive a damn truck and you could be doing things with your life. I hope I see this nigga on YouTube in the next few years talking this woe is me bullshit. I pray I see him on YouTube doing this. I'm going to put this nigga all the way on blast. Like, how dare you, nigga? How dare you sit up on here on YouTube or Twitter, Facebook, talking this, woe is me, eyes can't do shit with my life bullshit. When, nigga, you had not one, but two cousins who were willing to help your ass out. One was going to pay for you to go to get your license. The other one was going to show you the ropes on how to be successful at it because the other cousin had been doing it for about three years already and making really good money doing it. I pray I see my cousin say some shit like this. 
But you know what? I'm saying my cousin because my cousin represents hundreds of thousands of you Negroes out there just like him. They will make endless excuses instead of owning up to the fact that they just simply didn't want to do shit. They didn't want to take the time to do it. Learn it. My cousin is one of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of black people out there like that, especially those who engage in the endless woe is me babble. It's just a bunch of niggas who don't want to do nothing. They will come up with every excuse as to why they shouldn't be doing anything. So I pray I see my cousin talking like this in the future. I'm a Drop all the dimes on this nigga. Like, no, you will not get up on here and lie like this, nigga. You will not. You will get your ass on social media and tell everybody you ain't want to do shit when you had two cousins willing to help you out. So that's why I do it. Because I, because I got, because I, because I, I got to, I got, I got to treat all you niggas like my cousin and just tell you what it actually really is with y'all. A lot of y'all don't want to do shit. Y'all want to do all the crap y'all think y'all need to do to try to make some fast money. You want to hustle or you want to rap or you want to blow up off of these stupid videos on Instagram and Facebook. Think you're going to be the next big superstar. Most of you ain't talented like that. You're not talented like that. You're not that talented at a, as a hustler, which is why a lot of y'all never really graduate beyond quote-unquote corner boy status. Like, you, 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 you don't graduate to becoming like the Big Meech of the world. You know, Big Meech from BMF and his brother, they were talented at that crap. So talented at that crap, they put an organization together that's, that spanned from Detroit to Atlanta to Los Angeles, where they had direct connects with the cartel until they made too much money and got way too flashy to draw attention to themselves. Most of y'all are talented. But y'all keep coming up with these excuses. Does y'all going to do it? The reality is y'all don't want to do the boring shit that can actually put money in your pocket and provide a career for you or lead you down the path of potentially starting your own business. And these ain't 80s and 90s talking points, nigga. This is shit that happens today. Did you not hear the dude on the phone call with me, Smooth Will? The dude that called in said he was a welder. I said, fine, become an expert at welding, teach somebody else how to do it, try to transition and start your own business. What does he say? Man, I want to start a YouTube channel teaching people how to be a sports gambler. He went from a legit skill set that he's making money in can show somebody else how to get it like him to I want to be a YouTuber teaching people how to be a sports gambler. And then he said something about martial arts, but he ain't even figured out how to master making a full-time living off of it. But he wants to teach other people how to make a living off of it. Did you not just hear that phone call? So you're going to sit here and say, I'm using 80s and 90s talking points when you just heard a 32-year-old nigga on my line talking this stuff. But that's 80s and 90s? Are you serious? 
This is another part of you niggas. You niggas live in delusional land. I, the nigga was just on the phone like 10 minutes ago with me. Man, you pretending like you didn't hear him when he started talking like that? Oh, Jesus. And you're going to honestly pretend like that Negro isn't a representation of millions of them out there like that. Really? Really? Come on, smooth Will. Come on, bruh. Come on, man. You can't, you can't be, you, you, oh, Jesus. You can't sit here and act like that isn't the mindset of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people in black society, bruh. You can't, you can't pretend. You, you said, exactly. I said, he's been lost. What don't you understand? No, I don't think you understand. It's millions of him out there like that. He's not just some oddity. Them niggas all over the place is what I'm trying to tell you. They are all over the place, ranging from ages 15 to 50. They're all over the community, bruh. From 15 to 50, 60 years old. Why? Because this is black culture. That is what dominates the culture. That mentality. What don't you understand? That mentality reigns supreme. And you heard it on the phone, man. You thought I was making this up? <laughs> He's just one of millions, bruh. Millions. Uh, anyways, I'm about to go, y'all. I got a headache. Shout out to everybody put some money in here. I might do the Babel line more often. I ain't even going to charge you niggas. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting rid of the charging. Oh, no, y'all niggas still going to pay for these topics. But I ain't, I'm, I'm going to do the Babel line every time I go live. And I'm only going to go live, uh, I, I don't know. I'll figure out how I'm going to do these lives. But shout out to everybody put some money in here. I'm about to bounce. I got a headache. I'm tired of yelling. But anyways, Light Skin Hero is the cash app. Light Skin Hero. Also, if you want to leave a voicemail, you can leave a voicemail on that same number. I'll play the voicemail. 706-550-1785. You can leave a voicemail. You know what I'm saying? In case you're too scared to, to, yell and, to, to get yelled at by me, you can leave a voicemail. But I'm about to actually leave for real. So uh, y'all <clears throat> be easy. Peace.